This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same. That's me. Grumpy. It's good to be back in the saddle again, isn't it, Grumpy? It's been quite a while. A week. It has. It's been a you know full what however many days since our last po- was it been, has it been a week, Grumpy? I think it's been a week. Man, it feels like it's been longer. And I think that's a that's a good thing, right? That it feels like it's been longer than a week since we maybe it has it has been longer than a week. I don't know. I no, we did one on Wednesday because we did the uh, no 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 no. It's has it been two weeks? Because we, we did one on no, no, Saturday. No, no, one, no, 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 yeah, it's been a week and a half. We didn't do one a Saturday, a Wednesday, and a Saturday. So we missed three episodes. Grumpy, it's almost been two weeks, Grumpy, since we had a show. Yeah, oh, no figure. Shit. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been, what has it been? Thirteen days because we did the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show the Thursday before you came out here, Grumpy. So that's man, right. Thirteen days off. Wow. Yeah, that's right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Taking it and enjoying summer, relaxing. Just like Lou Lamarillo, aren't we, Grumpy? Well, Lou's been enjoying summer, well, I guess since when? A couple of years ago now? At least since the trade deadline. 
He's been enjoying his summers every single year with very minimal participation. Oh, joking aside, welcome. If you're new to this channel, this is a twice a week All Islanders podcast that takes place every single Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every Wednesday and Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the channel, there's a few things we encourage you to do. There's a few things we implore that you do. We do it. implore that you go ahead and subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and follow on Twitter to make sure you don't miss out on any of the Islanders' action. And also, if you enjoy this content, this is a big one too. Leave the thumbs up bing, when you go ahead and hit that thumbs up there. Uh, maybe it'll make a special noise for you. I don't know. But when you hit the thumbs up, what happens is apparently it helps the algorithm. It gets this fun podcast out to the masses. It helps make those Islander fans aware of what's going on with their beloved franchise and team. So make sure you hit the like button helps get this message out there to the masses. Um, and one more piece of housekeeping. Um, if you watch this show religiously twice a week, first off, good. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing your part, but there's also a second show that we have called TJ and the grumpy old man. It's a twice-a-week all-sports podcast. We talk anything and everything sports on that show. It's myself. I'm your host. I'm, I, I, I'm I guess, a co and my co-host, the Grumpy Old Man, is with us. And we've also got the magnificent Sun X. We just talk anything and everything sports on that show. Sun we X. talk NHL, NBA, NFL, college athletics. We talk basketball. We talk baseball. We talk world football. We talk anything, and I mean everything sports on that show. So if you're new to the channel, make sure you give that a try. It's called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It can be found on YouTube, can be found on Facebook, can be found on Twitter. You can find it if you go to our YouTube homepage. You can scroll right down and say, oh, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Check out our other podcast, and there it is. Very true. I like it. There it is, Grumpy Old Man. So, yes, make sure to give that a check. Absolutely. Give that a, give that a look-see. Um, but as most would expect, since our last podcast, the Islanders, I guess, did one thing, Grumpy Old Man. One thing. They re-signed back Oliver Wallstrom. I'm sure it did not come to a shock to any Islander fan that Oliver Wallstrom got an extension. Now, he didn't get as much money as I would have expected. You know, here's the thing. You know, you look at Kiefer Bellows, who was healthy last year. Um, he went ahead and got one year, $1.2 million. Um, Oliver Wallstrom gets himself a one-year, $875,000. I'm going to round up. 875k offer. So he's got a qualifying offer for one year at $875,000. What does that mean? What What's Oliver Wallstrom thinking with that type of offer? Um, I don't know. He he's he's betting on himself to come back, and he said what what probably happened. And now this is what you see a few people on Twitter going, "Oh gosh, well, this is actually what Phil texted me." He said, "Oh TJ, you need to applaud Lou Lamarillo after this shrewd piece of business. Hey, it's magnificent. It's a masterpiece by Lou Lamarillo." What it really means is Oliver Wallstrom believes that he's more valuable than what the team was willing to offer him on a few year deal. So he said, "Screw it. I'll take the lesser deal now because I believe that my performance will justify a higher salary for the next extension I signed or the bridge deal that I signed." That's what that means. I think he wants out. I think when you lowball a player like that, they don't want to be here after that. Uh, that that's what I think. I don't that's think there's anything. I think that's a real 
I think that's a hasty jump. Grumpy is probably the nicest. I don't. I don't. They could have. They could have get. They gave Kiefer Bellows a two-year bridge deal at what one point two five million. It was. I thought it was a one-year deal. Was it one year? It was a one-year one-way contract at one point two, I believe. But I'll pull okay. it. Okay. So what you're saying to Oliver Wallstrom is you're not even two-thirds the player that Kiefer Bellows was, and we waived him. I, I'm just saying from Oliver Wallstrom's perspective. What is he thinking? They he have no. Oliver Wallstrom got a one-year contract at one point two five million. Okay, but what's Oliver Wallstrom? Kiefer Bellows. Kiefer Bellows. Kiefer Bellows. I apologize. Okay. Kiefer Bellows last year got a contract one year one point two five million. Okay, if you're Oliver Wallstrom, you're thinking they have no faith in me, and I'm looking for an out. I I, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. He'll be traded at the deadline. He'll be gone. Oliver Wallstrom will not be on the team come trade deadline day. That's that's my take. They have no faith in him. They don't want him. We've seen it before. I do believe that they don't have any faith in Oliver Wallstrom. I will agree with that. that they put said. more money, they put more money into Hudson Fashing than they did Oliver Wallstrom. And the Kiefer Bellows last year than they did Oliver Wallstrom. I like Kiefer. I thought he'd maybe have a chance to be an NHLer, but I think that, you know, he was treated and wrong done by that, you know, that's in the past. It is what it is. But Oliver Wallstrom coming back off injury, what I think probably it is, they didn't want to pay him what he thought he should be paid over the years he wanted to get paid. Therefore, he said, give me a one year qualifying offer. And uh, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking there to, to sign an extension at the end of this year. Like I said, for me, I'm just looking at a player's perspective. What does that type of contract offer say to the player? What does the player feel? I, I don't think they have any faith in him. Zero. I don't think they have any faith in him either. I mean, you look at how they classify, how he's viewed around the league. And again, how people are perceived around the league is not indicative of what the actual talent is thereof. But this this fellow Jay Fresh, you remember Jay Fresh? He's the analytics guy. He's the analytics darlings love this guy, Jay Fresh, grumpy old man. Oliver Wallstrom signs a one year, I think it's eight hundred and seventy five thousand dollar year contract. A bottom six scoring winger who takes a lot of shots and finishes at a pretty efficient clip has struggled with ice time, not exceeding twelve minutes and twenty three seconds per game in the season. So hey, he's a bottom six guy. Who scores at a pretty nice clip. Uh, you know, when you got people over there <laughs> saying Wallstrom's a bottom six guy, it kind of scares. Again, we talked about that being a problem if he's utilized in a bottom six role this year. He he has been a bottom six guy for this team because they're just filled up with overpriced veterans who play on the top two lines. I, I'm just wondering, what are the thoughts – when you are from a contract like this, do you think that they're thinking that he might start on the first line with Horvat and Barzell? Absolutely not. Nope. Absolutely not. That's more what I thought about it. I'm like, this This obviously indicates what their thoughts are of him. He's going to play a bottom six role. He is going to be your third line guy. Here you go. Oliver Walsh a third liner. Who's your first line left wing? Is that even a question? The freaking man who's got cinder blocks attached to his freaking ankles. The man who's got the permanent upside down frowny face. The guy over there, the captain of the team. 
Anders Lee grumpy. That's who's that's who's gonna play. I'd, I'd rather put uh the other ham and egger, um, who they just signed to a big long term, ex- ridiculous long term extension. Oh. Yes, I'd rather put him on the first line. Absolutely. You need someone who can skate to play with Matt Barzell, period. I get unless they just haven't learned anything. I don't know. I, I mean, to me, it you need someone who can skate to play with Matt Barzell, period. Oh, he, now he won't go to the net. Maybe Hudson Fashing should be on the first line. I don't know. I, I don't know what the lineups are necessarily going to look like. I can tell you this. Oliver Wallstrom will be third line unless there's injuries, unless significant performance occurred. That's how he started off the year last year. Started off in the third line, was on a tear, and it took them forever to finally promote him to the first line. But in doing so, they took away all of his power play time. So almost like, you know, wouldn't we benefit from a guy who could finish and put the puck in on the power play? I think we'd benefit from that as a team. But uh, have not still addressed that gaping need of addressing the power play. And Wallstrom, with signing this contract, I would assume is going to play a bottom six role. Would you say that it's safe to say that the Islanders offseason is over? Yes. I was about to say, that's. I, I think we can go ahead and I, I wouldn't say officially declare it, but I feel pretty confident by saying Islanders offseason is done. It's over. Correct. So no additions. Well, no, we made a lot of additions, Grumpy. No additions. So no additions. Since the end, not one, the same team that was at, on the ice at the end of the year is the same team that's going to be on the ice to start season. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, but now we're going to have, we're going to trade out Zach Parise for Oliver Wallstrom. Here's well, the thing I like Oliver Wallstrom. I think for the versatility, Parise, Parise is probably a more valuable third liner than Oliver Wallstrom is, right? Yep. I think he's, so I'd actually say we're returning with a lesser team than what we ended the season with last year, wouldn't you? Would you no, disagree? No, I, I, disagree. I disagree. The only difference we have from the, the end day roster compared to what we have now, well, technically, right, we're getting a healthy Alexander Romanoff back. Oh, man, he's going to have that healthy shoulder rotator cuff back again. Um, and, and I think that, I can't remember. Did he play the last game of the year? Yeah, he did. He he okay, I was about to say, we knew he was playing injured the whole time. It we'll, didn't have healthy, well, you have a healthy Romanoff and you'll replace Zach Parise with Oliver Wallstrom because Parise is not coming back. I We know that for a fact. He's done. Okay. Well, does that make your team better? I think it's the same team that we ended the season with. Same team. Correct. That that's this is the whole point. This and is the same team we ended the year with that lost in six games to Carolina. We are rolling back out there again. Yes. Um, the Athletic put out a really interesting article that I just feel we have to touch on. It's the teams that improved, and I don't know how they do it. It's some type of analytics bullshit. So I don't Understand this is which NHL teams have improved the most this offseason, rating all 32 teams. And like I said, I don't know how they get to this gold difference added or lost or anything like that with the salary. Grumpy, so, hold on. Are you trying to tell me right now you are not a master and a wizard of analytics? Grumpy, no, you I just fooled I, me because you strike me as a guy who, at the end of every game, you crunch the numbers and you look at the analytics to determine how the Islanders played. Are you telling me you're not one of those guys? Correct. Correct. I'm not one of those guys. Um, but here's what I thought was interesting. Where do you think the Islanders came in? I'm going to say... I assumed some teams had to have gotten worse. I assume some teams probably have gotten better. I'm going to say probably bottom of the pack, middle, maybe bottom middle. No, they came in sixth. 
And now I have, I, I do have a question with how they came about these numbers because, and I'll explain why they said the Islanders were sixth. Um, it was because they're losing Parise and Josh Bailey. To me, Josh Bailey wasn't even part of the team at the end. That was the big addition. And it is addition by subtraction uh, with Josh Bailey, without a doubt. But they say that he was so bad, um, he was one of he was not one of the Islanders' 12 best forwards. Okay, if you could just send me this via email. Don't have to worry about reading it, right? Because we're, we're on a visual platform too, Grumpy. I want to be able to pop this up on screen. So as you're talking, if you could multitask and send this to me via email, that'd be great. Oh, my God. Do you not know my email address? I, I know it. I got to find it. Jeez. I don't know why you just make it so difficult for me. I'm always trying to do things the right way, and you just keep on screwing it up. There, yeah, I've already sent it to you. Let's see if you can make this happen, Cap. Fuck. Don't worry. I'll make it happen, Grumpy. Anyway, get back to what you're talking about there, Grumpy. So, long story short, they're saying that Josh Bailey's addition by subtraction, what I've been saying for years, right? Sure. The only problem I had, well, there are two issues, but the, the problem I had was Josh Bailey didn't play for the Islanders at the tail end of the year and not at all in the playoffs. He was de facto off the team. So he wasn't even playing. So I don't know how much that should really count. Um, and number two was, I don't know who you know some of the other teams, but they all seem to be in the Metro division. Number uh, three was Pittsburgh. Number four was the Devils. Like I mentioned, the Islanders were sixth. Carolina was number eight, and the Rangers were 12. So, uh, you know what? I you did like, a really okay. shitty job. Hold on, Grumpy. You Okay, this motherfucker Grumpy, he did not send me the link. The bastard just sent me the email. He just forwarded me the email. You told him to your email. That's what I did. You couldn't have just sent me the link? Oh, my God. Don't worry. I will find it. Grumpy. I can't do the link off my computer. I'm not doing that. You can't go Control-C to copy the fucking link on your on your page and then go boop, boop, Control-V to paste and send it to me. Don't worry. I've already got it pulled up. But you, this so is what's what the problem. So why are you making such a big deal about it? I did it. <laughs> you got it. I did it. You got it. You didn't do anything. I still have to find on my own. Don't worry. Uh, even just getting you to send me something. A monkey. You said you complaining. You could already had up on the screen. We could have been done with it already, but not you. Got to complain about everything. Captain Complaino. Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Grumpy. We're talking about how they got to this. Now, this is, again, I've never looked at this article. You're just bringing this on me, so I'll try to get some sort of bearing on me. But continue speaking. I apologize. I didn't want you reading the article because they rated the Detroit Red Wings second, and I didn't want you yeah! to go Yeah! Detroit, you to go Grumpy. I didn't want you to go through some ridiculous tangent on the Detroit freaking Red Wings, just to let you know. <laughs> like I said, I don't know how they come up with this goal differential stuff. I don't understand. I thought when I first looked at it, I'm like, okay, the Islanders are going to be like a net zero is what I thought. No additions, really no subtractions. I mean, Parise is a subtraction, but the Bailey thing to me, uh, Bailey wasn't even on the team at the end of the year. So I don't even count that. So I don't know where the angle. So what they did is they break down like breakouts, declines, internal promotions, usage, team-wide regression, coaching. Okay. See, this is what I mean. It's just a line of bullshit. Oh, how do you, how do you add in how many goal differential your coach you make? Uh, please come on. Oh man, yeah. It's like yeah. I, I I'm seeing here. You talk about the salaries added, the goal differential added. It, it just sounds like a line of shit. 
to be quite frank with you. And you're, are you really trying to peddle this line of shit on me, Grumpy? It's based on a number based on our net rating model, whatever the fuck that is. And now you got to go into understanding what the net rating model is. It's just a load of shit. Okay. That's all it is. Okay. Like I said, it's not like there's a whole lot of Islander information out there right now. Post, you know, off season's over. You know, us making moves. That's done. Finished. Finito. No more off-season moves. Bailey, like I said, uh, the, the only problems that I had with that was the fact that they included Bailey as addition. And uh, Bailey it is addition by subtraction, but he wasn't playing at all anyway at the end. So I don't know why they used him. So this, by the way, and I know there's going to be some section of our fan base, the listener base, who will like us describing what this is. For me, for Grumpy, and I'm sure for a large majority of our fan base who do not subscribe to analytics, you will not like this portion. So I apologize. But how they determine how they came up with this goal differential, the offensive rating is a weighted combination of goals, primary assists, secondary assists. Hold on a second. They should understand that Bailey is a big loss if we lose all those secondary assists, first off. Well, what they said, I believe what they mentioned is he wasn't even getting the assists anymore. Oh, shit. Okay. And he's, he's a defensive liability, which you've known for years. But then his offense, which there has never been any, uh, it was really down last year. Individual expected goals. That's like zero. Face-offs. Well, here you go. Zero. Because we win face-offs, we're going to win more games. Again, this, stup- this is why analytics are a load of horse shit. Just because you're winning face-offs doesn't mean that, hey, it's going to help us put the puck significantly more in the back of the net. This is offensive ratings. And, you know, they they look at offensive and defensive ratings. But when you're going ahead, because, like, when you get to a little lower, Grump, because I did some reading on it, again, everything is is weighted almost the same as before. Individual measures carry the same weight, blah, blah, blah. So, again, penalties drawn, expected goals for impact at five-on-five, goals of impact five-on-five, power play goal impact and usage. So, and you look at defense, a lot of zero combination of block shots, face-offs. Well, look at that. We double dip on the offense and the defensive rating on both face-offs. So that's good. Uh, penalties taken, expected goals against impact five on five, expected goals, uh, expected goals against impact at five on five. Well, is that the same shit or no expected goals against and then goals against. So because our goaltender was fantastic and put up a record season last year, now they're going to take the statistics that he posted, which was the best goals saved above expected average in the history since they started recording that statistic. They're going to look at last year's number and they say, great. If he does that exact same spectacular performance this year and saves 60 goals that he's expected to let in, that's also going to count to the, the benefit of the Islanders. So this is the reason why we're much higher probably than where we should be. Penalty kill impact usage, whatever. This, this analytics bullshit is a waste of time, Grump. I, I believe the way they said it was, I mean, they should have just put in their defensive rating, Sorokin factor maybe, which is <laughs> really, really high. But I think what they were trying to say is the additions and subtractions of the team and how that – Go like I said, I, I I cannot be even be bothered to try to pretend Ugh. to be interested how they get to those numbers. You get too much time on your hand if you're doing shit like this. I can't I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. But like I said, the, the takeaways for me were okay, the Islanders look better. I had a problem with them counting it Bailey as like the big subtracting him puts a whole bunch more goals advantage on there. He wasn't playing with us at the end of the year. 
So I kind of ruled that out. I thought we'd be zero. I thought it would be a net zero. I didn't even think about Parise. I thought he'd probably be back anyway. I thought it would be a net zero. But however they came up with, they came up with. But then the biggest takeaway is in the top 12, you had five teams that are in our division. So it's like, okay, I thought even if we have some type of advantage there, we really don't because those other teams are right in that mix as well. I cannot believe we're sitting at number six. Yeah, Penguins are at three. The Penguins are at three. Okay, this is all you need to know. If you look at the Penguins offseason and say, hey, the Penguins had a great success in the offseason, the Penguins have had a miserable offseason. See, I don't think so. You've been listening to guys like Phil too much. The, okay, they've re-signed back Tristan Jari. Simple. Well, they, that's that's a negative. Okay, that's a negative. they, have, they in- have shackled themselves to one of the shittiest goaltenders in the NHL for five seasons. Okay, but what I'm saying is this goal difference thing. Jari was shit last year. He'll be shit this year. We got it. They get no bump there. But then they go and explain, you know, how Riley Smith is an upgrade over Jason Zucker, how Ryan Graves, everyone's kind of ripping Ryan Graves, but they feel that he's a better partner to put with um, – Latang, which may let's freeze up Latang to do more things as opposed to having Dumal in there. Dmitry Kuligov, that's an addition by subtraction. And then they said that the, the three forwards that they added are certainly much more net positive of the guys that they added. Now, here's the big thing that you see right here in this the rumors swirling about Eric Carlson. I'm going to let you know um, that would be disastrous for them. There are two teams in the hunt for Eric Carlson. Pittsburgh Penguins, Carolina Hurricanes. That's not good news for the Islanders. It's absolutely not. Regardless of what you think about Eric Carlson, he's a guy who moves the puck out of the zone. He creates offense. He had 100 points last year. I know you don't like him defensively. Is he the greatest defensive defenseman? No, he's not. But you want to know something? He's a modern NHL player, and he was outstanding last year. Anytime I hear anybody Shit talk, Noah Dobson. The question is, what do you think of Eric Carlson? What do you think of Cam McCarr? Both struggle in the defensive zone much more, I'd argue, if, than Noah if, Dobson. If Noah Dobson played for a team like Pittsburgh or Carolina or uh, Edmonton or Colorado, his you wouldn't even look at his defense because they're never in their defensive zone. The Islanders are always pinned in their defensive zone. Yep. So mistakes get magnified because you're there yes. a lot more. You have a chance to make mistakes, and you're going to have more chances and opportunities coming your way because you're living in the defensive zone. Those teams play a modern NHL system where the Islanders are a little bit of a throwback, right? Let's be honest. Dinosaurs when it comes to stuff like that. Regardless of how much they try, they keep doubling down on the big physical defensemen uh, to move out the puck as opposed to the modern NHL is – Get guys who can get the puck out of the zone. That's what it is. Hold on. The Athletic has something extremely wrong here, Grumpy. I, You know what? I need to write into whoever made this article. They're saying the Islanders added nobody this offseason. Well, if you listen to Phil's, you listen to all these people on Twitter, all these people on social media, the Islanders have had many players to their team. This Athletic article is saying the Islanders have added no one. Grumpy, this can't be possible. We haven't added anyone. That's why whenever I listen to people, they want to go, well, from the beginning of last year, 
No, it's not the team at the beginning of last year. It's the, it's the team that ended your season. What is it now? What improvements have you made since the end of the season? Oh, well, if you go back five years, you know, they added six new players. I don't give a shit. How, how, who do you add from the end of the season? I, I can't, honestly, when I talk to people like imbeciles like that, Phil, when I talk to people like that, I'm like, dude, you can't flummox me with your, with your, your double talk. We've added no one since the end of the season. No one. You, you Absolutely know no one from outside this organization has come in from the end of the season. No one. Those are just facts. You know what I always love is when they try to say, this is the best team that we've ever started out a season with. Oh, this really? team right here that we're I remember watching the teams in the late 70s and the 80s. Uh, we had better teams to start the season. This is the best team we've started out a season with under Lou Lamarillo. If you wait, Grumpy, I'll get to the point, but you can't interrupt. But yes, you hear a lot of that. Oh, this is the best team we've ever lined up here under Lou Lamarillo. And this is a masterclass of an offseason. It's just like we hear that every single year and it results in the same exact thing. Simple. Okay. They're idiots. People who say that are morons. Sorry. So you're saying this is the best thing. So coming off of a season where we squeaked into the playoffs and got beat by a really banged up Carolina team who owns us, by the way, um, you're thinking that this is the best team ever. What about teams coming off of back-to-back Eastern conference final losses to Tampa Bay? Weren't those better teams going into the season? I don't know. I guess these people don't think so. So if this is the best team ever, what are we, what's the expectations for this team? 10th place. No moves have been made. None. The expectation for this team is to barely squeak in the playoffs. I think the best case scenario is that we finish fourth in the division and we win a wild card spot. That is the best case scenario for the Islanders. The Rangers are not falling beneath the Islanders. Mm -mm. The Devils are not falling beneath the Islanders. The Hurricanes are not falling beneath the Islanders. Can I just tell you what the Carolina Hurricanes treat the New York Islanders as? You know, like you ever come in like you've been working out outside, you know, let's say you're out there cleaning brush away in your backyard. It's muddy. They use the Islanders to just brush their feet off before they walk in the house. The That's what the, they are. They, we are never beating Carolina. Never. I hope I live long enough to see us beat Carolina in a season series. They Carolina, Carolina knows what the hell they're doing. I'm jealous. I'm freaking jealous. Yes. I'm jealous of the Carolina hurricanes without a doubt. If they get Eric, Eric Carlson, I'm already picking them to win Stanley Cup next year. I've already picked them. They added Dimitri Orloff, which is a huge plus for them, too, this year. What if they bring in Carlson? And you know my thoughts on Carlson. I think he does a good job on the offensive side of the puck. But here's the thing. He might fit their style like a glove because mm-hmm. they'd like to throw a whole bunch of shots on that. They'd like to control a lot of possession time. That's why their analytics, oh, the one outlier is always the Hurricanes because they control possession and throw a whole bunch of pucks on the net. Well, I can tell you one thing. One guy who would definitely de- definitely benefit from playing for a team that controls the puck a whole bunch and throws a lot of the pucks on the net is Eric Carlson. And he had 100 so, points last year for San Jose. Yeah. What did he score? What did he score? 300 playing for Carolina? I'm not sure how much. I, I will tell you this. The longer he continues to play and put up numbers like that, the unfortunate thing is he's going to be a Hall of Famer. You can't as a defense and put up that many points and not make the Hall of Fame. It's that simple. And if he goes to Carolina, you could pretty much etch that in stone that he's making the Hall of Fame. Let's say he goes to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's playoff team. Pittsburgh's a playoff team if he goes there. 
No doubt in my mind. He's really good. I know you don't like him. I know a lot of fans don't like him. He's really good. He's really good on the offensive side of the puck. He's he's on the offensive side of the puck. He is superb. On the defensive side of the puck, he struggles, to put it nicely. He's there's like, nothing wrong with that. That's the modern-day NHL. That's right. That's right. He's not He's not a stand-in-front-of-the-net clear guy. That's not what he is. But you know what? He's really good. He's a difference maker. He's a difference maker. Yeah. I, I want Now, as people don't know, I'm going to see Oppenheimer tonight, just to let you know. I'll give a full review on Saturday night. It'll be brief. You give it on Thursday, Grumpy, on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's right. Maybe that's what I'll do. Honestly, anyone who listens to this show should at least subscribe and listen to the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show. I agree with that, Grumpy. I agree. Now, I think Carolina is a solid squad. They're a solid squad top to bottom. Simple. And they're good. They're good. We're not like getting back to the point, though. Best case scenario for us, fourth place in the division. That's assuming Washington doesn't have a bounce back with a healthy Eric Carlson. They had Eric Carlson out from pretty much Christmas time for the entire rest of the season. John Carlson. John Carlson. I'm sorry. Well, you got me thinking about Eric Carlson. But John Carlson and John and John Carlson. He's still a top five, top ten defenseman in the entire NHL, wouldn't you say, John Carlson? Top five, top ten defenseman. Yeah, I'm not as bullish on Washington as you are, but no, no, I'm just I'm talking about assuming they don't make. I'm just saying Washington. We talk about injuries, right? I think injuries can impact a team. Washington, I think, is on the way down, but they're going to have a healthy, ideally, John Carlson back who missed from December until May, pretty much, or March or April, whenever the hell the season ends. They they missed Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom for the beginning of the season too, for substantial amounts of times. They're missing Orloff at times. They're missing guys like TJ Oshie. The older your team gets, what a shock this is! The more injury prone the players are. Yeah, I wonder what other team has a whole bunch of forwards and players that are over the age of thirty. Oh, it's Pittsburgh the Penguins. Penguins, the Penguins and the Islanders. Gotcha. So we're in the same exact boat as the Washington Capitals, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Islanders, all in the same boat. I agree. A lot of players that are getting up there in age that I would expect more injuries from. I, I agree. I think those three teams, which were, you know, in recent years, the top three teams in the division. Sure. Because um, Carolina was, I mean. They're all the way up. Really up there, too, but they had that one year where they, you know, the, that COVID year where they were not the division. But it's like Islanders, Pittsburgh, Washington, they're all in the same boat yep. with aging now, here's the thing. The advantage for us is our stars are younger than their stars. Correct. Now, now, do we have the stars they have? No. But in the long run, I think we're better off than Washington and Pittsburgh. Because once Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Wilson. Wilson will still be there a little bit longer. But as, when those guys age out, I don't think they have anyone who can replace them. They are going to bottom out. The shitty thing about us is we won't be bad enough to bottom out. We'll be bad enough to sit on the just missing out on the postseason. So they've they've got a team. You're right. Our stars, Matt Barzal, Sorokin, Noah Dobson. Seriously, who else would you you consider a star? 
I'm well, talking about stars. Guys who have potential star can be elite on this team. I don't consider Bo Horvat elite. Okay. I think that Matt Barzal can be elite. I think maybe Noah Dobson can be elite, and I think that Sorokin is elite. I'm going to say if you're asking me who are guys who are elite on our team, it's Barzell and Sorokin. That's it. Okay, sure. We've got two guys who are elite. Both of them are younger in age. Yep. And guys you look at are elite, maybe guys who – you know, you look at Pittsburgh, right? I'd say maybe three guys, but they're all older, right? Malkin, yep. Crosby, and Latang are all older. And the Gensel. same thing with Washington. Gensel's in that group. You put them in elite? Yeah. Okay. But, you know, you look at the majority of these teams, they've got a little bit, their elite talent is older than our talent. That is definitely true. And I don't think Washington has any elite players that are under 30. No. Yeah, I about to say none. I mean, I think Wilson, and I consider Wilson elite for what he does. I consider him a really good power forward. Really good. He's, he's almost 30 now, too. I think he's, I thought he was 30 or 31. Um, but I consider him elite for his position. But if you're talking elite, okay, Ovechkin, Carlson. Um, 29. 29, okay. But he's at that age where, okay, Backstrom, what does he have left? You know what I'm saying? No. I, I think Washington's in worse position than um than we are with that but i think that pittsburgh's still a little bit above us i think washington it depends on how the guys bounce back it depends on how guys like sandine get integrated in what are you going to see from Connor mcmichael does he finally take a step forward does he work his way into the nhl lineup who the hell knows i thought washington had a fantastic draft two years ago fantastic i love the guys like ludwood pearson i love the draft that they had two years ago absolutely loved it but those guys aren't ready yet but now i will say one thing about Connor McMichael, if he doesn't stick this year, he's in the Simon Holmstrom boat. At this stage of his, at this stage of his career, on that team, you should be playing a little bit more. Yes, it's it's just like we talk about make or break years. I think this is a make or break year for Oliver Wallstrom. I think Absolutely. it's the same thing with Connor McMichael. At least if you don't make the NHL roster, no shot. You flunked, in my opinion, in the league. And that's fine. Players flunk. Uh, you know, here's the thing. The three amigos, they've done A-OK. I'll put it to you that way. Now, Connor McMichael is the one chance, the one player maybe of not panning as of right now to those three amigos that we talked about. Kaliev, he panned out. Simple as that. He's an every-nighter. He's been the every-nighter for two years. Philip Tomasino, he's spectacular. I know he played a lot of year, a lot of time down there in the A that last year, but as soon as he got the call up, he was putting up like 0.6 or 0.7 points a game over like a 20-game stretch. He's done it. And, and McMichael, our, just what does McMichael do? And you look at what they did in Nashville. A lot of people are scratching their heads with what Barry Trotz has done. Um, but what, in essence, he brought in a whole bunch of character guys, uh, you know, yep. those cult, culture guys. Sure. It tells me that a guy like Philip Tomasino is going to be getting a lot of playing time yep. because of his talent level. Now, that said, um, Tomasino is a lot like Matt Barzal. How is Trotz? I mean, if he was coach, we know how he'd treat him. But as a GM, how is he going to tolerate some of those mistakes? Oh, you know, but I, I would roll the dice on a guy like Tomasino today. Sure. Wouldn't you I rather have Tomasino or Kaliev? Certainly, maybe not McMichael, but Kaliev or Tomasino as opposed to Simon Holmstrom at this I stage? Okay, hold on. I'd rather have McMichael over over Simon Holmstrom. Okay. I Holmstrom, okay. 
Holmstrom is career to be. If you're asking me, would I rather roll the dice on a guy who could be a middle six or a top six guy in McMichael, maybe who hasn't done it yet, or would I rather take a surefire fourth liner in Simon Holmstrom? I'd rather roll the dice. It's the same thing like when I'm drafting. I'd rather roll the dice on a guy who could be a top six guy later on in the draft than, hey, this is a guy who's a real steady Eddie. He's going to go ahead and hustle out there every single shift. This is Jake Pavanka. He's going to play a bottom six role for you all your entire career. No, I'd rather go after a guy who maybe has a higher ceiling and has a chance of being absolutely nothing than a guy who's who's got a really, really low floor, but a pretty, pretty safe floor to where you're saying, great, I'm sorry, he's got a high floor, but a very low ceiling, like a guy like Pavanka, like your Matt Martins, like your Kyle Clutterbucks, et cetera. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because I did, you know, since we've been gone for a week, I did a little bit of, little bit of research around the rest of the league. And, you know, I thought, you know, we talked with Phil. We talk with Phil all the time. Phil's a great guy. He's a maniac and he's a moron on his hockey takes. But a great guy. Great, great, great guy. And, you know, he was telling me how bad Blake Wheeler is and what a mistake the Rangers made. I'm like, I didn't see it like I thought that was a big coup for them. And I'm like, okay, well, let's see what, you know, professionals are saying. And they all tend to agree with me. None of them agree with Phil. Not a one. They all said, man, that's a great pickup for the Rangers. I felt it was as well. Is he the same player he was five years ago? No. But you know what? He still is a creator. He's a guy who can set people up. He's he's still a really good player. 65 points, whatever he had last year. And they think taking, you know, they took the captaincy off of him. I mean, that's a team that is in trouble. And I'm not going to say it was all Blake Wheeler's fault. Uh, but you're going to see, I think you're going to see a rebirth and a, a, a much better year for Blake Wheeler than we've seen the last couple. That's for certain. I think that's bad news for the Islanders. I would have loved him coming to the Islanders one year, $8.75 million. Think about that. Wouldn't, wouldn't you love to have a contract like that for a guy like that? I think I can make that work. Maybe. Maybe we can make that work, Grumpy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. Oh, man. Oh, it's just <sighs> poor asset management again by Lou Lamarillo. But let's do this, Grumpy. Let's go ahead and get into our ad review today. Okay. And then we're going to go ahead and start jumping in some comments because I know you're going to see that movie tonight, Grumpy. I want to make sure I'm excited you're able to see it. Um, today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code THPN and bet $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Okay. Um, and, yeah, and HOPE-NY is how, is how the real OGs know it, Grumpy. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casinos and Resort in Kansas. In West Virginia, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. Um, in Connecticut, 
Help is available if you have a gambling problem at 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Must be 21 years or older in eligible states, but ages vary based off of jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost eligible per game. Opt-in require. Max bet of $50. 10-plus leg required for 100 boost eligibility. Or 100 boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Woo. For sure. Man. Exciting. Exciting. You know, here's another thing. You you listen to TJ, the Grumpy Old Man Show. I was visiting TJ last week, and I took over command of the whole podcast. I ran the show. Yes, that was fun. And TJ didn't like it because, well, it just looks so much better when I'm in charge. So Is he, that right, Grumpy, huh? Yeah, people were commenting on it. Finally. State of Survival says, miss you guys. Miss you too. Missed everybody. Missed, missed being on the show. Miss you too, State of Survival. I'm um, going to comment. He says, okay, so the Islanders are rolling it back. Any division standing predictions? Go ahead, TJ. Tell me what you think. Is it too early to make predictions? No. Well, our, our post. I, think, oh, I still oh. think it's too early to see what Pittsburgh does. Here's the thing. I think if Pittsburgh gets Carlson, maybe. Just maybe they inch over us at four. Okay. I think the top three are pretty much cemented in. I think it's going to be Carolina. I think it's going to be the Devils, and I think it's going to be the Rangers. Those are your top three. the the bottom The bottom assortment of teams could vary. Okay, I'll go with um, Carolina. It's going to be Carolina, the Devils. I don't know who's going to be first or second, but those will be your top two teams. Then the Rangers, and then I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Um, the reason is I like the things that Pittsburgh did in the off season. Um, and another thing that I, not necessarily that I like, they struggled. They didn't make the playoffs. They kind of fell apart at the end. There was so much contentious, uh, communication between the head coach and the GM, uh, the upper management, you know, that stuff drifts down to the team, you know, it does. And I think, that could be a negative. That was a detriment. Now everyone's going to be pulling in the same direction. So that's why I'm picking Pittsburgh. If they get Carlson, absolutely. They might even beat out the Rangers for third if they get Carlson. Um, playoffs are another thing because Jari blows. And then I'm going to pick, it's going to be a toss. I'll say us fifth and Washington sixth. That That's what I'm saying. Okay. So you're very high on Carlson, obviously. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think Pittsburgh is going to be better this year than last year. I, I firmly believe that. You think we miss out on the playoffs then? Yes. No doubt Holy about shit. it. Holy shit. Could you imagine us making missing out on the playoffs? Then hearing all the Lamanites come groveling on their hands and knees, grumpy, say, no. They, Honestly, they'll come up with an excuse. There'll be a new excuse. Yes. That's, never mind. that's, what, that's what losers do. Losers make excuses. Losers make excuses for failure. That's what losers do. You know what they call it? The losers lament. That's what losers do, and that's not you. I can't remember that little monologue that Rocky goes through, but that's exactly right, Grumpy. Losers make excuses. Losers make excuses. We would have won the game if this happened. If this lucky bounce didn't go their way, we would have won. I can't tell you when I talk on Twitter, all these, some of the Lamanites, some of the blind Lamanites, Grumpy, start talking about, hey, if that bounce went different or a few lucky bounces away from beating Carolina and when we would have beat the Devils like we did in the regular season, then we were going to be playing the Florida Panthers and we would have done okay against them. Then we would have been in the Stanley Cup and we would have... 
I'm like, Jesus Christ. And we always beat Vegas. But here's the thing. I, I, here's a, I love whenever – Phil did it himself. He said it when I talked to him. He's like, you know, if we played Vegas, we would have beat Vegas because we always beat Vegas. I'm like, here's the thing. You played Carolina, you never beat Carolina. Never freaking ever do you beat Carolina. Yep. Period. Don't beat Carolina. Carolina's too good for the Islanders. Carolina owns the Islanders. They're the they're the freaking floor mat. The Islanders are the floor mat for the Carolina Hurricanes. They just they just brush their shit off all over the Islanders. They don't even have to be 100% and they beat us. The they were missing three of their top six forwards playing a backup goalie and still beat us in six. You know what the Islanders were? They're the they're the boar they're the Bo Horvat. The, 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 what do they call them? Like the what do they call them? The the doormat. The the Horvat there, Grumpy. Oh. Just I don't know. That's, that's why we keep you away from yeah, you. I, you know you went on so long. I, I missed. Right. Words. Okay. It was my fault. Your lack sure of humor. Your fault. lack of your lack of a sense of humor is my fault. Okay. If that's the way you want to play it, that's fine. right, Grumpy. That being said, I think Bo Horvat will be better this year playing a full year with Matt Barzell. We still don't have a left wing. If they put Lee on that left wing, it'll be a failure. It'll just be a failure. You know how teams, you know how like Islander fans like to make fun of, oh, man, oh, look at how much production Toronto gets when they have three different $10 million guys. Look at the – we're not far off from that. Lee's making $7 million. If you put Lee on the first line, Lee's making seven. Matt Barzal's making nine and change. Bo Horvat's making eight and change. We're not far off from that on our first line. And I'm going to let you know something. The production of our first line is going to be drastically less than what you get out of Toronto's first line. I can promise you that much. I will so. say, as much as I like Matt Barzell, and I like Bo Horvat, I know you don't. I don't like Andrews Lee. None of them produce at their salaries. That's not one of them. Not one of them. Yep. We play a different style. Okay, which isn't conducive to putting up a whole lot of points. Yep. But you're giving that type of money away to players like that. You expect more production from them. Second line, Brock Nelson has absolutely earned his contract. Palmieri? Nope. Is he worth $5 million a year? Nope. Is Engvall worth $3 million a year? Uh, no. Certainly not for seven years, he's not. Then on the third line. Is Pajot worth $5 million a year? Nope. Is Oliver Wallstrom worth $875,000? Absolutely. Who's on the other I guess Fashing will be on the other side. He's worth $1.2. The bottom, nobody's worth their money. Not one guy. All of our guys are overpaid based on their production. Sure. Defensive players, Dobson's certainly worth $4 million. Um Mayfield, is he worth three and a half? Yeah. Probably. Not for seven years, he's not. Sure. Is Pelic worth five plus? No. Uh, I'll say maybe the it's The Pelic that showed up last year, no. The Pelic we've seen in the past, yes. And Pulak gets paid more than him. He's not worth it. He's not. Is Sorokin worth his money? Absolutely. Is yeah. Sebastian Ajo worth his the peanuts he gets paid? Yep, he sure is. Sure. Is Samuel Bolduc worth the money that he gets paid? Yep, he certainly is. Is Romanoff worth $2 million? Yep, he is. Um, Colin here from Matthew S. saying, Welcome back, weirdos. What's up? What's up, me, Paul Parm? How are you? Michael O'Donnell says, F. Bailey. He's gone. He says, Hope you guys are doing well. Doing well, JG. Hopefully you're doing well, too. John D. says, Hey, guys. 
Some of the Twitter Islander fans think that Lee is scoring 28 to 34 goals and should be on the first line. I think they're drinking the same stuff that Lou is with running it back. I, you put him on the first line, just standing in front of the net, he should score that many goals, right? On the power play. Anders, Lee, so. Anders Lee plays absolutely no defense. He's doesn't he loses puck battles now. He never used to lose puck battles. He lost, I want to say, 80% of his puck battles along the wall last year. Just with, did. With the lack of fight that we've seen from him, just because he's gotten older, kind of makes you question a little bit of the value that he's got. You listen to him talk at the end of the year and say, well, you know, blah. That's not captain material. It's it's no. not. And it's not. I listen to a guy like that. I'm like, man, I don't want a guy like that on my team. He's not a leader of men. No. Simple. Um, got a comment here. Tony G saying lazy bums. George P saying, you get a no trade contract and you get a no trade clause and you get a no trade clause and you get a no trade clause. Everybody's getting no trade clause slash modified no trade clause. Grumpy. What is that from? Do you know what that's from? Yeah, it's from Oprah. You get a car and you get a car. Did you ever see Oprah? I've seen Oprah before, sure. No, you don't watch Oprah religiously. No, you would. You weren't even born when she was on television. Oh bullshit! Stop, uh, Rich Arnold, Grumpy. What's up with the dirt on TJ's lip? Call him mustache, motherfucker. Oh shit. Anyway, uh, haha. Quote from the Athletic says state of survival. Uh, the Islanders ninety one, Grumpy. Horvat has got to step up. Better have a good off season workout plan going. Hopefully, the family is there. That was, you know, he was making he was making excuses for his poor performance. Whatever, I don't want to hear any. I'm just I don't want to hear excuses. Excuses are for losers. Coffee's for closers. Excuses are for losers. Sorry, you're not wrong. Excuses are for fucking losers. Everybody who could try to find excuses that can explain lack of production, the people just aren't getting the damn job done. Because here's the thing. Every single team deals with the same or a different set of obstacles. Every team does. When I hear excuse after excuse after excuse, I'm, I'm done with the excuses. I feel, I've heard excuses for two straight years, right? There's no reason to have excuses after another year if there is a year of failure this year. Yep. Simple. Um, State of Survival says, Bailey has dropped to well below replacement level, and the Islanders are one of the league's most improved teams this offseason simply by virtue of no longer having to regularly put Bailey in the lineup. Bailey wasn't in the lineup at the end of the year. The last 15 games, I don't think he played at all, and he didn't play any in the playoffs. That's why that's the, that's the problem I have with that. He was not playing for the team at the end of the year. He was on the bench. Sorry. No not happening that's if he played the whole year you could say that but he didn't what's up anthony how are you man um adam p says hey gents nice to see you what's up adam how are you buddy scott l says with brent thompson oh yes let's talk about this was brent thompson finally gone from bridgeport and taking a position in anaheim do you think the new head coach of bridgeport can and will finally start to develop some young forwards properly that's right that happened we were going to brent thompson took a new job um, and became a an assistant for the Anaheim Ducks. Now, it's funny. You listen to how the Lamanites start twisting this. Oh, man, Lou finally got rid of Brent Thompson. Woo he's finally gone. He didn't get rid of Brent Thompson. Brent Thompson took a new job, which I would consider maybe a promotion 
Maybe a promotion? He's an assistant coach in the NHL. He's not in the minors. It's absolutely a promotion. Okay. Sure. And a promotion to the NHL, to an NHL assistant. I'd say a promotion. And what did we do? We chose Mr. Internal Hire as our new head coach. I have no idea who the hell is. Kowalski. No idea. Another guy who's been there for 10 years. How about a breath of fresh air? I don't, I mean, I don't know. Unless they change up the roster, I don't expect anything to change. Storm Chase Mike says, howdy, howdy, teaching the group of the man. Good evening. And nobody can beat the length of absence as Lou in the Laminites. Lou the Laminites. There it is. Bailey equals addition by subtraction. That's true. Yep. Status Rival said, oh, my God, this intro is killing me. Anthony Lena says here, I'm going to make that trade. Trey Pajot, Martin, and Clutterbuck. Got to go. And bring up the youth to speed. Casey goes to the third line. We're not making any trades, Anthony. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Get used to this team. Same team as last year, the year before, year before that, year before that. Same guy. Where does Wallstrom fit on his team? Third line. And the unfortunate thing is he does not have a skill set of a third liner. No. You're going to want him to focus on back checking and throwing the body. The guy is trying. The guy, his most skilled ability is putting the puck in the back of the net. And again, it's. It's almost the same exact issue we used to have with, with our old head coach, Barry Trotz, trying to fit square pegs into round holes. Organizationally, we've said, well, there's nothing else we can do but force this square peg into a round hole now via Lou Lamarillo. I I just I don't understand why they don't see it. I, I, it just, it's baffling to me. Point of a Curtis said, boys, they caught Rex Herman. No idea who that is. He was a guy, he's a serial killer out on Long Island, out in Farmingdale region. Really? Yep. That just got done recently. Like yesterday. Oh, the Islanders 91 says, sup, you chowderheads. chowderhead. Um, uh, JP says, I hear the lowered expectation dating sites has made a comeback for single Islander fans. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. Uh, Nick D with his always fantastic. The Islanders out golfing. Emblem says here, TJ Grumpy Man, how you guys doing tonight? And how is everybody else doing? How much are we going to roster bait tonight? No, I'm not, not rostering at all. It's like the only thing, if you're rosterbating, you're just doing it for complete rosterbation purposes. You've got no use or, or, ben, or benefit or value to do it for. Podcast reminder, fire Lou Lamarillo immediately. Liam says here, Rosner is part of the media cartel. It's true. I don't no, he's not, is he? He writes for the hockey news. How well, much more of the cartel do you have to get than that? No, well, we gotta reach out to Stefan. If you, you reach know. out and he says no to coming on the show with us, then you'll know he's on the cartel. Oh, he's on the cartel's payroll. Here's the thing. I expect him to say no. And there's no problem. And he's on that the cartel. Was... <laughs> there you go. Here's the thing. If it puts his job in jeopardy, I wouldn't want him to he, come then on. he's on the cartel. That's then he's on the cartel's doing. payroll. There you go. Oh man. Uh, David Sean McDonald. No, we we love Stefan. Um, I haven't been reading too much stuff of any Islanders lately. Um, I'm not sure what he's been saying this off season. Or I usually like his tweets, but I have no idea what anybody's been saying this off season regarding the Islanders because I can't. You're not saying anything. There's no change. What are you going to say? Well, what additions did I make this off season? Well, none. Were they a good team? Were they an, uh, an average team last year? That's what we, we're an average team. That's what we are. Yeah. If average, average to above average, that's where we we're sit. not above average. We're average. We're an average team. 
We're middle of the pack. That's average. I think if everything goes right, we have the chance to be an above average team. No, we don't. If so Bo Horvat and Matt Barzal look like what originally we so thought. So you're saying, form. okay, you're above. What, what would you consider above average when it comes to the league from where to where? I consider sitting at maybe third in the division or four or second in the division. If you have a hundred plus, you think this team is going to come in second. You got to remember Carolina's on our division. That's Carolina. Carolina could have five injuries next year to their starting six grumpy and lose their starting goalie all year long. Things happen. Grump. I'm just saying best case scenario. You know what? It doesn't matter. They still beat us. They could put out their farm team. The Carolina checker, the Charlotte checkers would roll out and beat their ass. (laughs) David Sean McDonald says, Wally says, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Uh, my little brownie said, they also signed back Jakob, or, uh, Jacob Skerrick. Um, guess we won't see him until Varley's contract ends. Yeah, he's just going to be relegated to AHL duty for the next for another two years. What does it say about uh, Lennox? Tristan Lennox? Yeah, Tristan Lennox. No chance. I mean, you don't need, honestly, you don't need two of those guys. You just That's need correct. one. With Varlamov, holy shit. Think about that that abortion of a contract. Oh. Uh, Four years. Four years, 2.75 million. Alanis 91 says, Wallstrom is not considering Bellows at all when he's thinking about this. Uh, You know what I will say Wallstrom probably thinking about? The cap went up a million dollars. The cap went up a million dollars. And a guy who was waived at the beginning of the season made more money than I did. And a flat (laughs) cap. Yeah, here's the thing. Like Islanders 91, if you're at work and let's say I'm doing my job is to sell tickets at a movie theater and I'm selling tickets next to somebody else. But I say, holy shit, this guy's making four hundred thousand dollars extra than me. He's a shitty worker. He doesn't show up on time. He doesn't produce. You're going to be a little upset if you're making less than the guy next to you. If you do more. He sees these shitty veterans getting big extensions for lack of production. And he sees him getting lowballed. I know it's if if it's me, I'm pissed. You want to lowball me? Fuck you. Trade me. Anthony Ritzy says bye bye Wally. Um, yep. Islanders ninety one says good trade him then. He's had no value, none. And that's that's exactly that's when the Islanders do trade there, guys. They wait till they have no value, then they move away. Yep. Yeah. Um, Nick D says, D-Cut, your last phone call about Lou being lazy is bullseye. It's a bullseye. Fuck Lou Lamarillo. Nick D also says here, do you think that Wallstrom lights it up when he plays with Barzal and, and Horvat? He's not going to be playing with him, unfortunately. Maybe he'll get a few chances. The, the one thing I do like, this is what I will like about um, Lane Lambert at the beginning of the year. That son of a bitch hits the damn blender so frequently on his lineups that the likelihood that that Oliver Wallstrom will just happen to find his way on a line with Matt Barzal and Bo Horvat is likely, perhaps. Um, I don't know if anyone says, Bellows never showed NHL potential, failed a drug test, and it's on him. Uh, he wasn't mistreated. Okay, I don't know if anyone. Who gives a shit if you fail a drug test? I can give two fucks if a guy failed in the off. What was considered that time period the offseason? I can care less if a guy fails a drug test. No care at all. If Quentin Wilson for the Jets failed a drug test, do you think they're going to say, hey, Quentin Wilson, see you later. Pack your bags. We're sending you down to the practice squad. Who the hell is Quentin Wilson? He's a D-tackle for the Jets. Quentin Williams? 
Quentin Williams, whatever. The, you know, I'm not a Jets guy. I'm trying to well, make don't, don't say Quentin Wilson. Quint, who the hell's Quentin Wilson? Is he a guy down yeah. on the street corner somewhere? Yeah, Quentin Wilson, Grumpy. He's at your local Kmart. Oh, okay. My okay. point being, I don't care if guys feel Here's my problem. He showed sparks when playing with Matt Barzal. He did. Yes. And you know what? Well, he's a bad skater. He fits right in with the rest of this team. Not a problem there. He looked like he had plenty of juice when he played with the on the top line. That much I'll tell you. They never gave him a legit shot. That's my problem with the Islanders. They never give the young players a legit shot. Give up. And I said the year we weren't making the playoffs, play Bellows the last 40 games, give a major run to see if he's part of the solution. Refuse to do it. That's on them. I'm sorry. You got to give them a shot. It's Quinton Nelson. Not Quentin Williams or Quentin Wilson. Quentin Nelson. Who the hell is he? The D tackle for the Jets. So I fucked up. Quentin Nelson? I never even heard of him. I think it's Quentin Nelson. You're wrong. I'm telling you. It's, okay, I'm just looking at the chat down below. It's Quentin Nelson, Grumpy. So Quentin Nelson. Thank you, Drew. He's the D tackle, the early first round selection for the Jets a few years ago. Come on. That's Williams. His name is Williams. Oh. His name is freaking Williams. It's not Nelson. Maybe you should know what the hell you're talking it's about. Quentin Nelson. Oh shit, Quentin Nelson. Oh, he plays also. Quint. I don't. I honestly, fuck it. I, I don't know what the hell. The Quint first Nelson round draft pick from Alabama was Quentin Williams. Okay. Quentin Nelson. He's you're probably, right. It's Quentin. Right. Some ham and egg. That's what he probably. You're is. right. It's Quentin Williams, Grumpy. You're yeah. Right. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay. What can I say? Why don't you just pick Aaron Rodgers? Somebody that, that sure. even you. Can't Aaron Rodgers is not going to be using performance enhancing drugs. You ever looked at that guy? Come on. Come on, Grumpy. Um, Jean Gabriel Pajot and Ann Wallstrom for DeBrusque and Frederick. That doesn't work. That doesn't work for Boston. That absolutely does I not agree. work. Why would Boston do that? Here's the thing Boston, if they sell, DeBrusque just had a huge bounce back here. He was low, 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 low. But here's the thing Boston's not dumb. Like we have been with asset management before. When a guy when a guy plays his best season, they say, "Oh, we're kind of restructuring. We're doing something different." That's when they trade the guy. They don't wait to say, "Oh shit, DeBrusque has had three really lackluster seasons in a row." Even though he's been playing with Matt Barzal at times, and he's a left wing, maybe we could trade away his four million dollar contract that we give him a three year extension to. Maybe we could trade him to Vancouver. Oh, oh, wait a second. That was what we did with Anthony Bavillier, grumpy. Yeah. David Sean McDonald said they put more money into Ross and Ross don't play. Exactly. Think about that. Matt freaking Martin, Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck. Think about that. Hunter Hudson fashing. And here's the thing. I like Hudson fashing. Yeah. Freaking Simon freaking Holmstrom makes more money than him. Does he really? Simon Holmstrom would take 40 years to score as many goals as Oliver Wallstrom has in his country. Four, he'd have to play for 40 years. Hold on. Holmstrom makes more money than freaking Oliver Wallstrom, really? Yeah. He makes $900,000 a year. Hold this on. is a pay cut. I think that's a pay cut for Wallstrom. Now he's making oh shit he is making slightly more he's making eight hundred sixty three k holy shit Simon Holmes is making like a that piece of shit more. useless inbred talent that he is. Oh, maybe, let me pull up. It maybe it's very close. The contracts are very close. Let me see here. Oh my god, hold on a sec. No, he oh shit. Let me see here real quick, Crumpy, because uh, Wallstrom's contract is eight hundred and seventy four thousand dollars. Let's take a look here, Holmstrom. 
Simon Holmstrom's contract is eight sixty-three. Nope, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Sorry, Grumpy. It's his rookie deal. Let me tell you something. When Holmstrom's contract comes up, you bet the old man's going to sign him to a big extension, even though he's done less than nothing. He sucks. You think Grumpy? He sucks. Maybe he's honestly he's the worst player I've ever seen in my life. Adam P says here, um, you mean a whole Lou stubborn about the jab when it came to Bellows? Yeah, he was stubborn about everything. No, Come on, wild. guys. That was Bodie Wild. Yeah, that was wild. And he punished him to run him out of the league. That's what he does. The old man does that shit. You don't tell the company. Same thing, was, same thing with Josh Ho saying. And again, maybe these guys were never destined to be NHLers. That is definitely a possibility. And and they and they won't be. But when you don't give a young guy who's trying to develop his skill and his craft a shot and a fair shot, they have it goes from maybe a small chance to no chance, none at all. Any type of chance you do, you say, "I want to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and take." You know, you've got now twenty percent less of an option. I said it before. I'll say it again. If you're there, you don't want to be a part of your organization. Cut them loose. Cut them loose. Why keep them until? There's no they're, they're they're potentially they have no shot. Teams aren't going to look at them anymore because of their age. Why would you do that? Just cut them loose because he's a vindictive old bastard. Is the problem? D cut grumpy. Oh no, Thomas Rudy said, "Come on, guys. Lou has to show he has some restraint." <laughs> yeah, he know. doesn't do with a veteran. He makes sure he overpays for those assholes and gives them all no trade clauses and no move clauses. But young guy, screw you. We're going to punish you. That's the way he operates. A piece of shit. D-Cut says, Wally will be playing in Europe by 2025-26. He can join Bellows. I told you guys this last summer. Thanks, D-Cut. I'm glad you're back. Andrew says, uh, DeBrusque is not good enough to trade Pajot for. DeBrusque is, at this stage of his career, he's a better player than Pajot. He also makes a lot less money, too. My little brownie says, Wally had no other options. That's why they lowballed him. There's a lot of other guys who had really no options too, but Lou never allowed those guys, does he? Nope, certainly doesn't. Um, David Sean McDonald says, Wally for TJ's mustache. I even think TJ's mustache is probably getting paid more than Wally. Ponyboy Curtis says, boys, um, we can we talk about a big piece of Long Island news? They got one of the Long Island serial killers. Yeah, we're not talking about that. Uh, Adam P says Kaplan loves Horvat. I like Horvat too. Don't love him, but I like him. I like him. Frank says Wallstrom doesn't fit Lou's vision, which is all aging vets and sign them to absurd contracts. Lou is here for a paycheck and Jackass Malkin is too lazy to make a change. I don't think that you're too far off the truth. Scott L says Scarrick resigned a two-way deal, but I really hope by the time Varlamov's contract is up, Scarrick will be ready. But I also think they'll be a little bit too late for him. Yeah, it's, it makes no sense. And Frank K says doormat. Yes, that's what we look for. The uh, Islanders are the doormat of the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Adam P says Inspector Gadget is his nickname for average Anders Lee. Charlie M says Lou had no cap space to give him more than 875. Well, you know what? That's on Lou. He's mismanaged the cap. That's on him. Lou might be more, might have promised him. Uh, if he breaks out this year, they'll make it up to him next year when they have more cap space. I personally believe Lou thought he would have he would he would have had him traded by now with Pajot. He neither one of them have any value, and Pajot makes too much money. Who's taking on Pajot's contract? Not now, nobody. 
Uh, Drew says, so TJ, how was your out-of-town vacation? TJ's not here. D-Cut says, Nelson is our first-line center. The ballerina and the doormat make up two-thirds of our overpriced second line. Wrong. D-Cut, sorry. Adam P. says, getting Bailey the F out was the best addition ever. He's been gone since the last quarter of the season, though, let's be honest. Gungun says, Grumpy, would you ever let Lou take a sip out of your grape uh, juice bottle? No, uh, he could have some prune juice, which would make him more regular. But this uh, this grape drink would be way too powerful for a man like him. Rick Roma says, Islanders fans went from trade Pajot and Wally for Debrinket to trade Pajot and Wally for DeBrusque. Wake up, call for the Islander fans. Nobody wants anything the Islanders have. Rick, you are 100% correct. You are the one who gets the job, without a doubt. You are a closer. You get the coffee. Michael Watts says, Grumpy, which three contra uh, contracts are the most valuable to the team currently? Most valuable. I would have to say, oh, gosh, we have so many bad ones now. Most valuable. I'm going to go with Dobson. Romanoff and Aho. I think they're short term. They're not excessive monetarily. Uh, none of the forwards have contracts worth any. Maybe, maybe Fa Hudson Fashing. He might be one. Um, Johnny Mac says War Eagle Grump. That's right. Go, go War Eagle. Uh, Drew says, What's worse right now, being a Yankees fan or an Islanders fan? Yankees suck. They need to blow everybody out of there. Same thing here. I think this is the last year for Cashman and Boone for the Yankees. See you later, alligator. I Yeah, I give, just to chime in, Hudson Fashing, Noah Dobson, Grumpy. I'm going to say Brock Nelson. I don't know. He's $6 million. The other guys who, was are third, who was your third selection? Um, Romanoff and Ajo. Okay. Aho makes nothing, and he plays regularly. That's pretty good. I do. Now, I will say this, Charlie. You're probably not the only person who thinks something like this, but I will tell you, it's like the when you're saying, oh, well, the reason that you know we're paying Varlamov so much is because Sorokin wanted Varlamov to stay, and they, I don't read into it that much. If you're if he's if his agent, let me put you like this, because he's not he's 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 got an agent. If his agent is stupid enough to say, oh, well, Lou gave us a handshake deal and uh, he's going to go ahead and give us extra money next year if we break out. Absolutely fucking not. Nope. That old man might not even be there next year. Might not. Who the hell knows what the guy's in? What is he? How old is he going to be? 82, 83 years old? 111. <laughs> There's no guarantee he's going to be the general manager next year. Yeah, I have no idea. If you don't make the postseason. I'd like to think that Lou Lamarillo would not be back as general manager. This is what like you'll hear. To be fired. If they don't make the postseason, this is what you're going to hear. I believe in this core. Oh, fuck. Not that again. Here's the thing. There are no free agents next year to resign. None. Could you Martin, imagine? Martin and Clutterbuck. Those are the only two guys who were eligible for unrestricted free agency last year. Those Next year. Those two guys. Could you imagine? Us only winning two postseason games in three years. Us only making the postseason once in the last three years. We're still yes. going to hear some bullshit about how, oh, we should be happy about this team. We should be happy. They came close to it if we don't make the postseason it's, this year. I'm telling you, it's because 
the majority of the Islander fans have never seen a team that's done anything, been losers, a loser, an ultimate loser franchise. Sure. They think just squeaking into the playoffs, that's good news. It's not. It's not. You should aspire to be greater. It's like saying, you know what? I want my life just to be good enough where I can walk down to the bread line to get food. I'm happy if I'm competing in the Olympics. I'm just happy maybe getting on a podium. I'm just happy. I'm just happy competing in the Olympics. No. Fuck no. You want to win the goddamn gold medal. I hope. I'm just hoping to get, if you're like a, a sprinter and they have like 10 different races for qualifying, you're you're happy if, hey, I got out of the first round of qualifying. I know there were four more rounds before the finals. But hey, I'm happy I got out of that first round. I was able to run next to Usain Bolt as him and a f- and f- 10 other people blazed past me. I made the final heat where I made the final 12. Yeah, that's no. exactly what it's like. It's no. celebrating that. I made the final 64. Woo-hoo! <laughs> it's like going into the NCAA championships and saying, hey, I lost in the first round to the number one rated seed of the Carolina Hurricanes. That's that's, that's It's like saying, I made the NCAA tournament. I'm excited. This season was a success. Well, here's the thing. The more you make it, the expectation is you do more than just make the NCAA tournament. Uh, Johnny Max says, War Eagle, Grumpy. We already did that. Oh, sorry. Did you say, did you read this? We already did that. Okay, well, shit. Hey, hey, when you're gone, comments get read. We move along here. Watch, watch Walsh get traded and become a very good player for his new team. State of Survival said, prediction, the four, Maggio and Skarek, never become NHL regulars. That's, Maybe Maggio has a chance. I think DeVore can't skate. Know what? I'm going to wait till I actually see him play. Correct. I said maybe Maggio has a chance. I've got no idea. I think the four's inability to skate will be a huge hindrance. I think Skarek not having a chance to crack the NHL for at least two more years is a big hindrance on his development. I mean, like, here's the thing. When you know it's like, shit, I'm going to be in the AHL for the next two years, it does a little to your motivation. What are you talking about the next two years? Next four years. Oh, shit. That's right. It was a – hold on. That's right. We gave fucking Varlam off a four-year contract. He's going to be there till he's 39. Oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. Why even bothering? Why You, you don't need more than – you don't need Scarrick and Lennox. It's one or the other. And probably who's younger? Lennox is younger. It doesn't matter. Neither one of them are ever going to play. They're going to have to draft another goalie before somebody ages out. Holy shit. That, like I said. You gave Rome off a four-year contract. Every contract was way too long. Every single one. Every single one way too long if i'm a guy saying holy shit they just gave they tied up 2.5 was it 2.5 or 2.75 they just tied in 2.75 million into a backup goalie for the next four years they're not going to say hey come up and be the next starting goalie they're not going to do that when does a player particularly if he performs well say i want to trade as a guy like that you just lose a little bit of your you lose the motivation Yep. You want to be a starter, but I'm like, holy shit, this team owns my rights. And now I'm in a situation where I have no chance. I'm not going to, they're not going to give me, why the hell would they give me a chance over Varlamov? They're paying the guy $2.75 million a year. You think they're just going to sit him on the bench? We've talked about this before. When there's no chance to elevate to the, to the big roster because everyone signed the long-term deals. What it, it means you're not going to try. It's like, I got no future here. And that's why I think a lot of the young players 
Not anything. We don't have a whole lot of young players, but I guarantee you that's what they think. It hurts the psyche of a young athlete. Let's say Maggio was let's say Maggio or DeFore blow it up this year. Ishikov did last year. Did he get a sniff? Nope. nope. Who are they going to replace in the lineup? Everyone signed the long-term deals. Everyone. Hey, maybe next year they can come on and be a fourth liner after we don't give. Oh, wait a second. We're probably going to give Matt Martin and Cal Clutterbuck extensions, aren't we? There's no way they extend them. I can't I, honestly. They're, they're not going to, I cannot imagine them re-signing a guy at 36 and 34, 34 years old. I can't imagine it. Um, Islanders 91 says the Brinkett um, wanted to go home to Detroit. Islanders were never close. Otto's general manager said it was basically just him and Yeisman, Yeisman, uh negotiating the whole time. The Islanders had nothing to trade to Ottawa that they wanted. That's that, those are just facts. The more just come to the realization that the crap on this roster has no appeal to any teams. Whenever we make a trade, who who do they look for? Did they look to any of the core guys? No. They look at young guys. So much so that now the Islanders don't have any young guys left. Wallstrom and Dobson, the last two. And I don't think they're trading Romanoff because that means he'd be admitting failure for trading the 13th overall pick for Romanoff. Yeah. Now here's one too. Status Rival said, I think we could have used Sonny Milano. Here's the thing. We could have if our, if our team was not loaded with bottom six players where we had every single bottom six contract available signed. Could you imagine if we didn't have guys like Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin here for more than, I mean, last offseason, if we had a spot available, we could have absolutely used him on a vet minimum Sonny Milano like where he signed with Why He was a hometown kid. But because our team is filled with freaking finished vets in the bottom. Fat cats. Fat cats. Fat cats. They don't care. I I swear to you, I don't think they care if they win or lose. You know, it's not like they're, well, we don't, you know, we're just going through the motions. But it's like, if they win, they win. If they lose, they lose. They're not going to lose any sleep over it. Anders Lee, absolutely. And that's your captain. Mr. Janspan says, put Wally on the first line. He won't be, unfortunately. Not with the way they're paying him. He's a third liner. Rick Roma says Wally and Jean-Gabriel Pajot are not desirable assets around the league. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I agree. They're not right now. Yep. Um, Goongood says, TJ, have you ever considered getting an Islanders tattoo? No. Uh, you could not pay me enough money to do that. I'd never get a tattoo, let alone an Islanders tattoo. State of Survival says, I want Durando on the, on the first line. Well, he's a guy, no matter how well he plays in Bridgeport, will never have a chance until maybe next season. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, jabroni uh, says Islanders 91. Uh, Noah W says here, Grumpy, do you think that Casper the friendly ghost gets a roster spot? Third line left wing? No. No. TJ, pull the string on the trade request. I didn't even look at it yet, Johnny Mac. Um, oh, I'm guaranteed it's a bad trade request. Oh, Grumpy. I can guarantee it. <laughs> oh, Grumpy, come on. <laughs> come on, Grumpy. They're not that bad, are Johnny they? Mac is hoping that he catches me on a day I have a stroke so that I would accept <laughs> his horrible trade requests. <laughs> Pony Curtis says, boys, what do you think of old Patty the Rapist Kane taking the year off? Oh, Patrick Kane's taking the year off? I didn't think I he think was taking so. the year off. I, th- I thought he was going to wait until – if he takes a year off, he might be done. I think I think if That's he takes a year off, he's done. It's a it's, hip resurfacing is a big surgery. A really tough – surgery to come back from for hockey players you can't have one foot in the water one foot out you got to be fully committed to the comeback or that shit ain't happening simple 
Uh, if he takes the year off, he doesn't come back. I'm going to go out and limb and say that. Pony Curtis says here, I saw Josh Bailey in a gangbang cuckold video. God. Adam P says, Bailey is not part of the team at the end of the season. Isn't the issue. Um, uh, he's a contract anvil shackled to the Islanders ankle off of a rowboat in a shallow river uh, on a foggy night. He's dead weight for a full season. No, not when they were talking about his value as a player. It had nothing to do with contract. The contract was bad, but the contract, it, the contract wasn't okay. It was bad because Bailey sucks, yes. but it was just 5 million for one more year. That wasn't the issue. The issue was he can't play. Um, I don't know if anyone said, go take your favorite CD, turn it sideways and stick it right up. your candy ass. I've gotten this little rock, rock, little rock, rock reference. Charlie M says a hard no for me on the rumors of DeBrusque or Nylander. Nylander, I take a run at. I don't think we have anything that Toronto wants, but if we get Nylander, absolutely. Brian P says Nelson takes it deep. Oh, gosh. Say survival says here the Metro Division just got more stupid with the addition of Mitchkoff and Fintilli. Um, Maybe stupid in a good way? Question mark? Yes. Okay. I, I don't. I don't think they make a difference this year. Not this year. Now, here's the thing. Columbus, if they don't fuck shit up, does have the ability and chance to be good long-term. Yeah, they're a ways off yet. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Down the road, three years from now, that's a team that could be well-assembled. Fantilli should be playing for them for day from day one. Yeah, I'm just saying. Guys like Joseph Kent, guys like that, you expect to continue to step in and play a role. Uh, Andrew L said, you guys um, should do a... Puck Dooku every stream. What the hell? Since the off season, uh, since the off season, and there's nothing better to do with this team. It's like immaculate grid for hockey. I don't know what Andrew's even talking about. I don't know what an immaculate grid is either. I'm confused. I second that. Okay. And for TJ the Grumpy Man Show, do an immaculate grid. What's the immaculate grid? Somebody's got to explain oh, that to me. That was Andrew. He he doubled down on the immaculate grid. Uh, Put grid says Jessica Alba, Gwen Stefani in her prime. Jessica Alba, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, not even question. Tony Cheese says, I always thought Drew was the was the Long Island serial killer. Oh god. Yeah, but he's living down in Florida. So yeah. Uh, might see more of Balduke this this I'm year. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with it too. And is it wouldn't that just be it would be almost poetic that our defensive our defensemen are nice and young and the guys are stepping up maybe where they can make an impact, but our forward group will just be freaking just in shambolic to say the least. Um, mm. LOL. TJ has been detained by Grumpy's failed email or detailed or detailed by Grumpy's failed email. Now I'm getting it. Uh, I'm just giving Grumpy shit. Um, uh, Adam P says here again, Bailey not being on the team for an entire season is relevant. He is the clog in the pipeline the entire season. No, no he wasn't. He didn't even play at the end of the year. This is the problem with that thought process that, oh, it was just Bailey. He was the issue. He was not just the issue. It was there's a lot more than one player being removed, fixing the issue. There is. And you're right, Grumpy. He was done. He was not playing at the end of the year. He's 100% right. Parise is more of a loss in that regard than Bailey. Bailey was done. Bailey wasn't even part of the team at the end. Sitting on the freaking, he's sitting up in the bleachers. That's I him. mean. Parise is the guy. 
And you're going to say Wallstrom. Wallstrom probably beats out Parise, right? If Wallstrom takes Parise's spot, he's certainly better than damn Holmstrom is. Yeah. Um, Grumpy, comment here from Gungun. I've never even heard of Jared, uh, Jacob Skarrick until the other day. Is he any Jacob good? I Who the hell knows? It doesn't matter. He's never playing for this team. Yep. Um, Grumpy, has some X filled the fridge up yet? Absolutely not. He came over here twice and did not fill the fridge either time. He took some orders out of there, though. Really? He came over twice and didn't fill the fridge Every up? Every time he comes over, oh, you mind if I take a water? The warden says, go ahead, X. Go take one. It's okay, son X. Islanders 91 says here, Skarrick, he's not Sorokin. Not even close. The only thing that they have in comparison is that both their names start with an S. That's it. Ryan P says Martin and Clutterbuck should be the next ones out. Yeah. This will be their, uh, it should be their last year this year coming up. Drew said, by the way, TJ, I'm curious. Did you ever reach out to Chris Bottom? No, I need to reach out to people. I haven't done any of that. We've got to get Greg on it. There's a lot of things we got to get. I got to get um, lined up grumpy. But yes, I did make that tweet saying, "Oh man, if Chris Botta and us were on a, on, on we, if we had a podcast, if we if we went ahead and had a collaboration, it said we would knock so much common sense into the Islanders Twitter sphere." And you know, some people liked it, some people hated it, but uh, it was just a funny little goof. But yeah, maybe I should reach out to Chris. David Sean McDonald says here, "Don't put too much thought into the Athletic. Um, it's just a cover for a leaf blower nation." Oh gosh, uh, D Cut says here, "What happens first? Lou retires." Um, Lou retires. Uh, Lou retires of a steroided up Neanderthal. Brendamore wins, or, or I'm sorry, Lou retires, or the steroid the steroided up Neanderthal. Brendamore wins an Eastern Conference Final game. The uh, Carolina will win the Stanley Cup this year. Book it, book it, write it down. Book it. Okay, they will be. I'll say. I'm. I'm. Gonna, I'm just going with them. Maybe what? Who are you picking in the West? Maybe Edmonton. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. The goaltender situation is still problematic. It's not going to be. It's not going to be Vegas. It won't be Vegas. Does Dallas take a step forward? Or maybe no? Carolina is. Carolina is really good. Carolina's good. I don't know how Carolina does it. Every it's like they're. It's like what people say about Lou Lamarillo playing four D chess or three D chess. That's Don Waddell. Everything they freaking touch benefits them. Everything uh, doesn't Rick, matter. Rick Roma says, looks like Lou had a great offseason. Congratulations, Islander fans. Obviously, he's being facetious. Tony Chi says, with Bailey gone, who's going to tutor Lou's grandkids? I don't care. I don't care. I was going to say something mean, but they're children, so I won't say anything. Adam P said, why wouldn't face-offs helps? Depends on the zone you go into. No. Lose a draw and you kill your end zone. Uh, I say it matters. Here's the thing. It the way they weighted it, it doesn't matter to the same exact amount that well, expected goals going in matters. The way it's weighted is incorrect. You don't know what the percentage that they weighed that for, though. They said they're all equal. Oh, then it absolutely not. I would say faceoffs are maybe five percent. Fa- okay, faceoffs. Okay, you know how coaches in the NFL talk about. I always compare faceoffs. This. Oh. We're going to win the special teams battle, the special, the punting battle. We can win the field position. Dude, when your guy is talking about fucking winning the punting battle and the field position battle, you are a shitty fucking team. When your head coach is talking about, hey, man, we won the special teams battle out there. We went ahead and won, you know, 30 positive yards because we outpunted their guys. Our kick returners did a great job. You're not moving the ball on offense, and your defense is not getting the job done. You're offensively not scoring enough 
points. Same exact shit with the Islanders. When you're talking about faceoffs, you're not scoring enough fucking points. Do you think Toronto is in there in meetings saying, hey, guys, we got to focus on winning more faceoffs. That's going to help us be a more a better rounded team. You think Vegas you- is talking about that? They say, put the puck in the back of the net. Play defense. That's what you're doing. What would you say about a team in football who has seven players signed who only play special teams? What would you say about that, GM? Sounds like the Patriots. That is exactly you know you know what the Islanders are very similar to the Patriots except we never had any of this success the success we had during the Brady years were during the eighties they didn't have they didn't have a Brady on the Islanders don't have a Brady on their team our general manager is an old washed up guy Lou Lamarillo aka Bill Belichick no our team uh, we don't have we don't have a star a star talent like a star quarterback we got Mac Jones back there or just like our offense is anemic at best we've got no wide receivers we've got no tight ends our offensive line blows our running backs are questionable at best defense, is, defense is solid our defense is really good we got Sorokin in that we got a good no. defense but we can't score any fucking points the defense is really good when you go up against poor quarterbacks you look really and, good and here's the thing good teams not so good. You're playing in a division where you're playing against the Dolphins, the Bills, and everybody else. The Jets. You're playing against your Aaron Rodgers. You're playing against your freaking Josh Allens. You're the freaking Patriots, and you're going to be with another losing record. You squeaked in once into the postseason, got bounced in the first round against the Bills last year, got absolutely throttled, then you didn't make it. So I wonder if we're going to follow the same path and not make the postseason this year. Anyway. That's exactly what's going to happen. They will be a, there'll be a new excuse. That's one thing I learned yes. about doing this show. You know, hey, when the Islanders are winning, everything's great. But if you're making excuses for failures, sorry. You're just mistaken. Don't make excuses. Get better. Good to see you weren't found dead on uh, Gilgo Beach. I don't know. I know that's the, that's the serial killer area, I guess. Uh, Rick Roman says, if the Athletic didn't offer me 12 months at $1, I'd never even read it. Oh, God. Um, Brenda Moore wins first, says Brian P. JG says here, I've seen a bunch of shit about a package, including Pajot for Nylander. Yeah, you're right, JG. You know what it is? A bunch of shit. Um, who in their right mind would think that's even possible? No yeah. one. I, I, I just... what? Here's the thing. What do you think... To move Nylander and thinking about Toronto's future and how much they're going to have to pay for Matthews and Marner and all these guys, what do you think they want back for Nylander? Do you think they want to bring back a guy who's going to make $5 million a year for three more years? No. You know what it's like? It's, you know who writes stuff like that? The same exact sites used to write that. Oh, how can we get Connor McDavid? How can we get this guy? How can we get... They would put out the most ludicrous bullshit trade suggestions in the world. Those are the people who would believe that. And the people who read those articles and think that they have some merit behind it, those are the people who would believe that nonsense. They live with disappointment. Anyone who reads those sites live in disappointment every single day. But no, they, they're so unbelievably optimistic that the disappointment never sets in because they move from one delusional piece to another. So in reality, they just, they, you know what, Grumpy? They're part of the Matrix. They live. I watched the Matrix for the first time ever. This we, were gonna, I, we can talk about it. And we watched a couple of movies, which TJ's never seen before. Scarface. Yeah, we watched Scarface too. Honestly, and, it was, and TJ's never seen any of these movies. And he's like, and we also went to go see Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning 1. And TJ, what would you give that out of five stars? How many stars? Probably about four. And TJ's like, wow, I never watched movies like this. This is pretty good. 
I'm like, it I broke never in town. What a shock. We watched more movies than I watched the entire rest of the year. Now, Scarface for me wasn't that great simply because I feel like a lot of the stuff is because I've seen like via memes. So I kind of knew what to expect because there's a lot of like clips of Scarface that's out there. So yeah, that movie's 40 years old. I know, I know. It, that's you know, it's it can't do that. Uh, you can't compare it to today's standards. But Kunkun says if Phil's facts accidentally dropped a bowling ball on his big toe, do you think he would remain uh, his usual cool and different self, or would he finally show some emotion? He would be like, he would be, he'd be a little peeved. No. Okay. First of all, Phil is not even athletic enough to be a bowler. Oh, even recreational bowling. Well, maybe that could happen if he picks up a ball, it would fall right through his fingers onto his toe. Blue, blue. Maybe that's what would happen. Rick Roman Grumpy. I might ask the athletic to give me one dollar a month to keep my subscription. It's oh shit, man. The athletic getting 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 slacked. State of survival, Grumpy. If the Islanders are Lou Devils 2.0, we are Elias and Stevens away from a cup. <laughs> it's it's true. It's true. He's doing the same thing to the Islanders that he did to the Devils at the end. Same exact thing. Phil just let me know he's an elite bowler. I guess in Canada you don't have much to do besides bowling and ice skating. He maybe he's into curling. Oh yeah, curling. When they do the sweeping, yeah, there it is. Is Phil listening today? I'm sure he is. Yeah, he just texts us. So we're talking about. Yeah, he's grumpy. He's listening. Storm Chase Mike says, "Gentlemen, gentlemen, we have a wizard at faceoffs." Horvat. I almost say Phil should be a regular part of the show. Oh man, I feel bad. I don't mind picking on him when he's present, but yeah, I don't really like picking on him when he's not here because yeah. it's not as fun. No, it's first not. of all. But anytime I hear his name, I gotta I gotta say something. And we do love Phil. Phil knows that we love him. JP says the problem with how statistics and analytics are written about internet sports boobs is most of them never took statistics in college. It statistics are one teach you that there are two types of statistics, quantitative and qualitative, and both are equally valid when applied to performance. Here's what they do: they take statistics and they shave them and mold them and shape them to fit their narrative. That's what they do. That's what they do. If you can't watch a player play and you have to try to apply statistics to a sport, I'm going to let you know something. You don't have the eye to identify talent. That's fine. That's fine to do. But if you can't identify talent and you can't view with your eyes, oh, what looked good? Where did the struggle points happen? And you've got to rely upon fucking analytics and an Excel document to tell you, you weren't fucking paying attention I don't or you just can't value it. Simple. This is where you should push the button that says, I don't care about the team struggles, but you didn't. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. I couldn't care less about see, analytics. That's see, you got to know, dude, when you, when you mentioned, the I honestly forgot to even bam, bam, hit it. I forgot to even put that button on there. Grumpy. When you were in town, I forgot about that. David Sean McDonald says, Phil falls asleep reading Phil's naps. I mean, facts. Uh, David D says, hey, boys, Lou's like a groundhog. We see when he sees his shadow, he goes back in the hole for three years. Now, Lou um, has said he needs a scoring winger. Still nothing. He said it for five years. Five, right after the first year he and Trotz were there, he came out and says, yes, we need to get a, a scoring winger. That's what he said. He's never got one. Never. Do you remember when he said in the offseason he had some questions that he had to get answers to and he still yeah. needs answers to? Who's the guy? Hey, who- Phil, has there been any? Or I'm sorry, not Phil. Hey, Lou, had there been questions answered, Lou Lamarillo? I'm sorry, the Lamanites. Had there been the questions that have been answered? There have been no movements. There, hey, our power play coach. Is our power play coach the same exact as last year? Who cares? 
doesn't matter. Well, my thing is right. They're saying, oh, a power play. If we boost that up, we're going to have much different results. I'm not think. I don't think he's moved anybody off of the coaching staff. Right? Has he moved anybody off the coaching staff? Fuck, even Anaheim's made their their hiring. Yeah, Thompson. I was going to say, even Anaheim's been more proactive with hiring new new assistants to the team. Have we fired our old power play coach and brought on a new one? I don't think so. Anaheim Correct signed me if their, I'm wrong. Anaheim signed their first-round draft pick. Have the Islanders signed their first? Oh, they don't have one. They haven't had one for the last few years, Grumpy. Five years. Johnny Max says the Athletic is as bad as any trash newspaper. They had stuff written about USA hockey stuff and safe sport by congressmen um, because safe sport is funded by Congress just to justify their funding. That's true. Oh, my God. Somebody's Twitter handle who liked this says, Lou, run it back to the retirement home, Lamarillo. Holy shit. I like that name. Um, Adam P. says, uh, listen to Phil's facts about the Penguins. Oh, God. I don't even know. Here's Um, the thing. Phil writes, there's every excuse why these teams won't be good next year, but (laughs) everything's going to be great. The Islanders are going to dance through hoops and everything, and that's why they're going to be so great. He can't come up with an excuse why Caroline is not good, though, because I pressed him on it. JP says, most folks on sports blogs focus on a strange amalgamation of arcanine arcane stats um, while totally missing other variables and ignoring qualitative data. I just watch. I'm like, that guy sucks. That guy can play. (laughs) I don't need I don't need any of that shit. If you if you actually watch the game, I mean watch the game, you can see who can play and who can't. Goon goon grumpy. Nobleman, can either of you truly taste the difference between gluten-free pasta and good old-fashioned pasta? Yes. You can? Have you ever had gr- gluten-free pasta? I don't know. I eat the good stuff. It's probably the regular stuff. You eat normal good old-fashioned pasta, grumpy. You can definitely taste the difference between pasta with and without gluten. Absolutely. Absolutely you can. And TJ no eats everything. He uh, ate everything off of the off of uh, aisle three. All the pastas, gluten free shell. The page has brought that home that gluten free stuff once. I'm like, I can eat it. It's not as good as old fashioned hearty pasta, Grump. It's not going to stop you from eating it, though. I noticed it did not stop me from eating it. That's correct. Um, Sullivan wanted Yari back. What's up, Frank? How are you? The Yankees are a disgrace. Yeah, they are. Um, JP said, if Jack in a Box fast food places start using kangaroo meat, are you saying they're the home of the hopper? Oh, God. Um, Dobson's our fifth best defenseman. Fucking stop, D cut. No. I mean, how many? I mean, are we counting backwards? I mean, maybe Pelic is first, uh, sixth. He's fifth. Maybe it's in reverse order. Yeah, and I mean by that by that metric, you know, you know, you you must be anti Eric Carlson. Uh, Gungun says here uh, before tonight's triumphant return was the longest break between Islanders Never Say Die episodes ever. No, when I was in the honeymoon last year, we took a full two plus weeks off. Did we? Okay. I was gone for at least two weeks. Sure. That was so. so. That was so relaxing for me. Man, it was great. The Islanders, I think, the Islanders were struggling big time during the season. I was having a good time, just chilling it up, grumpy old man. And yeah, I don't know. No Islander podcast when shit was burning around us was kind of nice. Um, 
Giovanni, John Gotti, Gambino. Gambino says here, gluten-free anything Gambino. is trash. Gambino, okay. Gambino, grumpy, huh? Michael, Michael Bechet says, hello, gentlemen. This is exactly the reason why Lou must or should be gone. He can't find anyone or he, he can't find anybody. Um, What does that mean? Frown owners or dra- frown owners or general managers were doomed. I don't know what that means, Michael, but uh, um, Michael, Michael, or Johnny, Johnny Mac says here, um, if you talk to Phil at 5 p.m. by 9 p.m., everything or at 5 p.m. by 9 p.m., everything is changed to prove his theories. Exactly. <laughs> Phil is the, he's the worst. He is absolutely the worst. And he has the thing, but I call him on his bullshit though. And he can never, he, he can never quite prove himself. David D. Grumpy. You have Toronto, eight million over the cap. The Penguins in Vegas are two point five million over, and Vancouver. How is it that Toronto always finds a way to fit all their players under the cap? They'll have to choose between Nylander and Matthews. It's going to be Matthews. Think about it. Next offseason, uh, we'll have sixteen million in cap space. Martin and Clutterbuck waive Johnston. Wally is gone. Pajot has to be traded, and the NHL cap is going up four million. What will be the excuse? Then that we do nothing again. Uh, first of all, I don't think there's any get. I think I don't think Wallstrom will be gone. Lizzie gets traded. Um, will Clutterbuck and Martin be gone? Maybe. I don't think they get, but they're not going to waive Johnston. They're not going to waive him. They'll send him down no. to minors if they have to. Um, Pajot's by doing that, they waive him. Pajot has no value around the league because he makes too much money. He's not the same player anymore. Yeah, no doesn't bad. have the same energy, doesn't have the same exact skating ability, doesn't have the same pop. That He's just not the same guy. Right now, we have $5 million in cap space next season. That's it. That's yeah. it. $5 million. With, well, the projected cap, with the projected cap going up $4 million, we have five. Really? That's it? That's I thought it. Clutterbuck and Martin's contract. Uh, okay. How much is that? Not much, like peanuts, I think. But like it'll be, it's like another like maybe $3 million tops. There you go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, what's up, Frank? He says here, I've missed you guys. Seems like the podcast hasn't been on in months. I just keep checking just in case it came on last minute. Well, I appreciate it, Frank. But yeah, we're back. We're back in the saddle again. Um, D-Cut says here, Phil's facts plays with TJ's emotions daily. It's priceless. It's true. When I listen, when the two of them get together, like a couple of squabbling siblings, that's what they are. State of Survival says, remember how bad our goaltending was until about 2015. Now we've got the best in the league. At least we can be happy about or about that eight or oh, the $8 million or eight-year contract. Yeah, that's true. I'm happy with the eight-year contract. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if our goaltending is the best in the league, but it's it's up there. I, I would say it's top five, no matter any any metric you want to use. I think we're top five. David says here, some of our fan base isn't firing on all cylinders. <laughs> that's for sure oh god yeah um uh everybody has Actually, made progress and sure. we and we can't seem to get anything going says michael absolutely tony cheese says frank i want you to be respectful oh god uh yeah boston added orloff i thought it was that was at the deadline deadline they traded for him. yeah and, and then- carolina signs up and does carolina have to give a guy like that a seven-year contract extension no just two 
Just two years. Isn't it crazy when you've got available cap space because you don't piss it away on stupid contracts that you don't have to give? We we didn't have to. They didn't have to sign Orloff to a seven-year contract to lower his cap hit down to six million because they said, "Oh, we got the cap million now. We got the cap hit now. We're going to go ahead and give you that cap, so we don't have to give you a seven-year contract." They win a couple of Stanley Cups. They let Orloff walk. David D. Grumpy. The only thing Malkin cares about is putting fannies in the seats, being average. The, the trade and signing Lou has to do because he was forced. It's about ticket sales. Stop going. We'll see. That's that's the way, seriously, if you're an Islander fan unhappy with the product, just stop going. Yep. That's the only thing they'll spur on change. That and a poor record. Dika says, uh, does Grumpy Old Man live long enough to see Rob Brendamore win one Eastern Conference Finals game? Throw up a poll, TJ. I think I can make it to next when? May? May? I think yeah. I can make it. Next May, okay. Yeah, I think um, Carolina is slightly, be- slightly better than us. Alexander says, "You know what? They're more than slightly better than us. They have beaten us sixteen out of the last twenty times we played us. It's not like oh, they've beaten us four out of the last four times, or oh, you know they, you know the last six games we played them, we've only you know we've been beaten by them five times. They have beaten us. Was it sixteen out of the last?" 20 times they've played us. We've beaten them four times in the last 20 times we've played them. No. Carolina owns us. Slightly. I don't know what what his definition of slightly is. I mean, if you're going to say that we're a five as a team and they're a nine, okay, that's slight, I guess. I mean, no. They're vastly superior to us. Charlie says here, relax, guys. Lou's got a secret deals with the Hanson brothers. There it is. Putting on the foil. I still think this team has a shot, says Alexander. At what? Maybe contending for a playoff spot. Maybe contending for a playoff. That's it. Yep. Maybe. I don't don't think we make play. I think Pittsburgh's going to bounce back, and that'll be it. Because I think the Atlantic, I think Buffalo makes the playoffs next year, and you're going to have Toronto, Boston, Florida, and uh, Tampa. Like I said, we're not making – the more I think about it, we're probably closer to being 10th or 11th in the conference than we are to eighth. God. Um, got here. Johnny Max says grumpy. If the hurricanes lose to the Islanders in the season series or a playoff series this year, we should um, think that we're living in, have you know, a podcast to decide what you should do for the Islanders beating them. <laughs> you know what would happen if that actually happened? First of all, we're not qualifying for the playoffs, but let's say we do. I'll play the game. You know what it means? It's like you ever see like how these movies now, because they're too lazy to write original stories, they write alternate realities. Sure. That's what it is. It's like the Spider-Verse or whatever the hell they call it. Um, I forget. They call it something else. All these things do it now. Multiverse. multiverse. It'd be a multiverse where something happened where um, a tornado came in or a hurricane came in, swept the whole Carolina franchise up, blew them all out to sea. Just before the Islanders played them, and the league said, "Nope, you're going to have to play, and you have to play with your ECAHL roster." And I'm going to tell you what: still, I think the Islanders would win, but probably go with seven. God, you have um, no shot of beating Carolina. None. I think we win the series if we win Game Two. Guess what? We didn't, and we we didn't win the series, and we didn't win Game Two. It didn't matter. We didn't deserve to win Game Five. That should have been a gentleman's sweep. Honestly, Ronta sucked in that series. Absolutely sucked. Let goals go right through his body. How many times? 
We scored four goals in in two and a half minutes. Other than that, we were outscored like two to one, as usual, against Carolina. Carolina was. Um, let me know. Let us know about that movie, says Alexander. I will. Um, Tomorrow on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show. Were you on the PS5 or the Xbox <laughs> thinking the Anders can win? Oh, no. Because uh, <laughs> says, what's up, bro? What's up, Coach Tommy B? He says, we can make the playoffs, says Alexander. No, no. He says, we make the playoffs. Oh. He didn't say we can make. He said, we make the playoffs. I agree. We we can make the playoffs. Can make the playoffs. I don't think it's a guarantee. Tony Chi says, I'm jealous, Grumpy. I love Christopher Nolan, and I can't wait to see Oppenheimer. I thought Dunkirk um, was great, and Interstellar is my favorite movie. Okay. My nephew was a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Chris Nolan fan, absolutely huge. Oh my Lee. Yes, I think that. I think that Nolan is overrated. I will say that he's a director who's willing to do anything and tackle any type of story. That's the credit. I thought Dunkirk was okay. I was I was a little bit disappointed. Visually, it was great, and that's what you see for most of the really visually stunning. Interstellar, I don't know. I mean, I watched it once. It was like, it was all right. I mean, I, ne- I never go and say, man, that Christopher Nolan movie sucked. I'm not one of those guys. I loved Insomnia. I thought that was really good, a good character study. I thought that was good. I heard that this movie is good. I'm trying not to, I didn't try to read anything about it because I don't want to go and say, man, this is supposed to be great and then be disappointed. It is three hours long though. You know what? I thought that Christopher Nolan was the guy who does the, um, you know, that skit where they do on Saturday Night Live, where they do the, uh, who is that? Will Ferrell starts banging the cowbell. They got that old fella. Who is the old fella who goes in? Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. I thought he was Christopher Nolan. Oh, my God. (laughs) No. Oh, man. Really have two stars, Sorokin and Brock. Oh, God. Okay. No. Brock, he's the Brock is a he's a good player. He's not a star, not a difference maker. Just isn't. Lou was looking to sign Goofy today, so I had to put him to sleep. Well, he, then he looked up and he said, "Oh shit, Goofy's actually one of our owners." Ladecki goes out there and smiles and signs, says, "Oh, go Islanders!" JP yeah. says, "Grumpy, I think Washington has a better long term plan than the Islanders do. Pittsburgh, not so much." Um. Okay. Yeah, I I think Pittsburgh. Absolutely is not. They're playing for today as well, as as are we. Washington kind of, I think, is kind of on the fence about doing both. When they picked up Sandine, I thought that was a good pickup for them. And they moved a lot of their veteran UFAs around, and I thought at the deadline, which is a smart thing to do when if you're just a borderline playoff team, they mailed it in early. Got your comment from Johnny Mac, Grumpy. The actor, um, that's his name is in Culligan Murphy. Um, gosh, what the heck is now that Culligan is so far off. Maybe it's, it's not Colin either. Cillian. Cillian. That's it. Cillian Murphy. I'm awesome. just so great with movies. It's Cillian Murphy. Girl. Yeah, I see you're looking at something else. That's fine. I don't care. Cillian <laughs> Murphy is awesome. Peaky Blinders, Dunkirk, Oppenheimer. He has opera. He has worked with, uh, uh, Christopher Nolan a few times now for certain. Oh, man, oh, man. I got a comment here from Brian P. Says the Islanders are the ultimate mushy middle team. We'll finish our usual 7th to 10th in the conference. Exactly. And nothing's changing for the foreseeable future. Nothing. Christ. Hate to see that. Here's the thing. The only way you can get better is if you have young players who are able to step in and make your team better. 
we're a team of veterans that aren't getting any better. We're going to be the same, probably worse, maybe the same. That's it. David D says here, no top all-stars want to play here. After the John Tavares fiasco, you think players around the league don't talk? Um, lose a dinosaur. Besides, he's not up with the times. Change of the game today. The times change of the game today, Grumpy. Mm-hmm. True. Um, but what about Pittsburgh's goaltending? It's hideous. It's uh, George P says here, as long as the fan base continues to defend mediocrity, we will get much more of it. Spot on, George. That is spot on. They defend mediocrity. And that's – they think this is great. They think being a failure, just running the team back. How many years of just underwhelming performance before they say, oh, we need change? Hmm. Dan Leachman says here um, – I was just typing the same exact thing. They'll be picking around the 15 to 20 range. Although we probably won't have the pick anyway. Yep. New picture for Dan. He's had that new picture for a while, Grumpy. Well, I just I'm just so used to seeing the baby. That's all. The baby. Drill. So let's be honest. The team needs a Joe Sean. Joe Sean. Shane. Shane. What a weird way to spell Shane. A type of general manager once Lou is gone. Oh fuck. True. Drew, let's be honest. Lou just needs to be gone, says True. Johnny Mac. True. Um, Frank K says, if Bo Dormat is a bust, just remember who predicted it. This is the Brady and this is Brady Anderson all has Brady Anderson all over it. Do you know who Brady Anderson is? No, I don't. He was a center fielder for the Baltimore Orioles during the steroid era when everyone's using everyone's using steroids. They still are, let's be honest. Just undetectable stuff now. Um, and he went, I think, from 12 homers to 50 in his next year. Ah, just you just hit the gym real hard, Grumpy. That's all it was. It just happens. Oh, yeah, there was somebody else who knew Bo Horvat was going to be a bust, too. Somebody else said that on trade night. Um, we got here a comment from Decut saying that bald headed jerk TJ not giving me credit for the three amigos line is criminal. That's right. Decut did come up with, with well, in TJ's defense, he did not mention the three amigos, he did not mention them by name. I did say the three amigos. Oh, you did? I didn't realize you did. I must have tuned you out when you said that. Yeah. David E says here, I will not attend a game until I see what Lou has said or other general managers or, or any other general manager. I need a score. Uh, we need a scoring forward in the defenseman. Um, Oinky. Only go. Oh, only go when it's free. Protesting is what he says. There you go. Um, uh, eventually, the madman has to stop trading picks because they won't be able to re-sign the players. You know, uh, you know, he gets in return. Um, and you know how much he hates rentals. He's just a failure. He's been a failure here. In fact, Lou will certainly get rid of the pick for another guy in his 30s and give him a seven-year deal with a no-trade clause. Ridiculous. Um, the, the Mayfield contract was ridiculous. Engvall was pathetic. And and so and uh, Varlamov was just why why? Coach Tommy B says it's July nineteenth. Do you know where your hockey team is? On the golf golfing. course, golfing. Where they spend yeah. all their time, or in the backyard cooking up burgers and dogs. Clip senpai, what the heck? What's going on, y'all? Um, I just got uh, got in. Uh, what did I miss this far? What key points are TJ and Gropi? Who is this Clip senpai thing? Okay. Rick Roma says, oh, God, 
Uh, not Wheeler talk again. Let's use common sense. If Wheeler is so great, then why did he get one year 850K? He wanted to play for the Rangers. Yep. Well, he wanted to go to the Rangers, period. All had 41 points in New Jersey and got paid $3 million per. How much did, how much did, uh, how many points did uh, Sezikis put up? Couldn't tell you. 10, 15? <sighs> His thing, Howell is a better player. I recommended Howler when they signed Sezikis. I said, Howell is a guy we should go after. He signed a two year deal for less money than Sezikis got for six. six he had 21 deal. points in 81 games this last year. 21 points? Man, killing it. Half as productive, and he makes two thirds the money or even more than that. 65 70% of the but he wins face-offs grumpy you got to win face-offs to win a Stanley Cup that's you know just haven't you know the luck we just haven't gotten the bounces that's the only reason we haven't won a cup yet grumpy uh uh David says here oh shit TJ's ad reads smooth read TJ somebody's been practicing we've had the same read for a few weeks so I'm, I'm getting more acclimated to it David but I appreciate it um the grumpy say eight point five million for Wheeler, or did he mean eight eight hundred seventy five k? Yeah, he meant that eight seventy five. He did say eight point five million. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I actually went back to confirm. Grumpy. Uh, Frank K says here somebody made a terrible mock trade um, that would include John Gibson going to the Devils. Devils are in the hunt still for either Gibson or Hellebuck. Mm. What what does that do for them? It gives them a goaltender that you really trust. Devils are good, really good, young, strong, fast. They need a goal. I think they need a goaltender. Charlie here, Grumpy. Don't sleep on Columbus. I'm telling you, they're improved also. They can be a big spoiler. I'm not I'm not sold on them yet. I'm not saying they can't be good. I'm not sold on them yet, though. Islanders Kool-Aid is a mental disease. Um, they thought Bailey was good, which tells you all you need to know. How it's long was I hearing life. that shit? How long was I hearing that shit from Islander fans? He's elite, Grumpy. Remember, he's elite. Josh Bailey's elite. And I'm like, he blows. Just freaking. I'm, like I said, we're just ahead of the curve here. That's all. Grumpy Can we is. tell you how everything's going to pan out? And when it does, you're still surprised. You still want to listen to people like Phil's facts. You still want to listen to him. He's wrong. You know what? He's batting a thousand. He's wrong every single time. He's never been right. Drew you know who's been right all the time? This guy. <laughs> Drew says, TJ, yeah. you don't need to drink water this podcast. Save the bathroom trip for later. David says here, Twitter sucks. Tony G says, TJ's right about the Twitter conversation. Should have occurred in a space because <laughs> should have occurred in space because it was out there. And the guys are just they're nuts. They're nuts on that grumpy. They want um, they just they want the Islanders to be good, so they make so they just it must work because I want it to work. I want to will it to work. It's not happening. John A says here Lee can't be on the first line. Redundant players, um, he and Horvat. True, and Horvat is probably twice as good as Lee is. Tony Chi says it seems it seems as though uh, the wife left TJ and took all of her books with her. That's why I've got so empty shelves. The lovely page has left me I'm without all of the books. She did give me a few books to read, um, and I, I've got still a few of them over here. But uh, yeah, she took them all. They were they were Dick and Jane books, <sighs> whatever those are. Um, Drew L. Grumpy, TJ. I never understand why Bo Horvath became your whipping boy. Me neither. Who's the one who made the shitty trade to begin with? Shouldn't you direct your anger at loser Lamarillo? Why not both? 
That's all I got to say. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> Bull Horvat for what he's getting paid. Here's the thing. Lou deserves the blame. The Lamanites are just so blinded. The Lamanites. Lou and the Lamanites. I think Bo Horvat can be a guy who puts up around 60 points a year. But the expectation when you pay him like you are, you're expecting a point of game pace. Same thing with, here's the thing. Matt Barzal, if he doesn't produce this year, is overpaid territory. He is. We talked about it earlier this show. He doesn't produce where he where he actually play is, where the play is. Simple. Um, Tony Chi says, can you leave a few that you don't want so it looks better on the podcast? Yeah, that's what I did tell her. I said, can you put up, can you leave up a few? I'd like, I got a few down in the bottom left there. You could see. But uh, yeah, so it looks like I'm a, I'm, I'm a red and learned man, but uh, everything else is gone. Everyone knows better. <laughs> James Austin's comment says, you guys rule and Bailey drools and shame on Lou. There it is. Thanks, James. Appreciate it, James. Thank you. Um, Tony G says here, how many Islander games do you think Rex Herman went to? Do you think that the Islander's poor performance is what drove him to be a serial killer? <laughs> what if he comes out and says, I love Lula. I'm one of the Lamanites. Oh God! In his in his trial, he says, "I am a Lamanite." Maybe he's a listener of the Lamarillo. show. Grumpy, could you imagine if he was a listener of the show? Ooh, he was a big Islander fan. He was a Lamanite. We haven't seen a lot of people in a long time on a show. Grumpy could be any of our listeners. Grumpy, could you could you imagine how freaky that would be to have like I would a serial think, killer? I would think a podcast? serial killer would probably believe like us. Oh God! I think. Oh, no, Grumpy. That's bad news. Delaney. What's up, Delaney? He says, hey, TJ and Grump. What's up, Delaney? How are you? I have a question for Delaney. Okay. Del has Delaney, have you heard about the bet that your father wanted to make where once because he's going to lose to me in fantasy baseball this year? It's just happening. <laughs> no shot that he has of having a better record than I do. What type of embarrassed level would your father have if he took his shirt off and ran around the stadium down in Dallas in February when the Stars play the Islanders? I mean, how far would you have to run to try to escape that image? That's just my question to you. Oh, God, Grumpy. Oh, no. Uh, far, I'm sure. Uh, Drew L. says here, TJ, uh, what are you – were you referring to the, on the Twitter space? The entire thing is just nuts. The people on there are crazy. Some of the ideas that are thrown out there are nuts. Coach Tommy B says here, Bailey played his last game of the season versus Montreal. Yeah, but he didn't play down the stretch. Off. He didn't play down the stretch. And he didn't play it all in the playoffs. Tony Cheese says, oh, that conversation that you and Alex hosted last week. Killer Kowalski is the new Bridgeport head coach. Killer I wonder, Kowalski. If, he's, I wonder if he's got a wig like the old Killer Kowalski used to have. He was an old professional wrestler and a trainer of wrestlers, and he had this wig that was like, Dude, that's a bad here's the thing. If you could just notice that it's like boop, just popped on top. Come on, like a hat. Gotta move on. Drew L says here, so what's the deal? We root for the team to lose continuously. I I don't necessarily root for that. I just I root that we're gonna Yes! You root for them to lose to have turnover. That's yes. Yes, yes. Are you happy being in the treadwheel of mediocrity? Do you want the team to get better or you don't? Because guess what? We're going to be really bad soon anyway. Oh, here's the thing. We'll be just bad enough where we're like the, I don't know, try to think of any sport where a team is, you know, maybe they squeak in. Maybe we're the Los Angeles Chargers or the Oakland Raiders. I'd be happy if we were the Chargers. Fuck, we got young, talented quarterbacks. They don't make the playoffs either. 
I can at least be excited about the Chargers. They make the playoffs and they lose to Jacksonville. Is that what you want to be? A team that loses to Jacksonville? In well, the first if I've got Justin Herbert for the foreseeable future, I'd be okay with that. We don't have one of those. Ugh. Okay. Whoever. And I don't want a good. I don't want Lou to make any trades. Oh, God. Um, okay. Let's see here. Uh, JG said, um, the shame of it all is that a sack of potatoes could have done pretty much what Lou's done this offseason for the Islanders. True. Ivan Patinsky is the assistant. What, what, wait, wait, wait. Read it again. Patinsky. Are there Ivan any freaking ends in there at all? Patinsky. Yeah. Ivan Putsky. Frank says Rosner isn't cartel. I don't think he is either. We're gonna I haven't read any of his stuff. We'll find but. out. Well, is that what we should when we invite him on? Be like, hey, we need to ask you. Are you part of the cartel? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> David Sean McDonald says here. Every time I hear the name of our new head coach in Bridgeport, I automatically think of Grand Torino. Grumpy knows what I'm saying. That's right. That was Clint Eastwood's character's name. Oh God. Um, Johnny Rods is the power play coach. Johnny Rod, the unpredictable Johnny Rods. Who the hell is that? He was a jobber back in the 70s and early 80s for the WWF. Goon Goon Grumpy. Stan Fischler had some kind words about Stefan Rosner when he was being inducted into the New York State Hockey Hall of Fame and the other night, and we were you both proud of him. Well, I didn't watch the festivities, but Stefan's moving up. He's got connections, that Stefan. He does. He, he does, and he does a good job. That's why I haven't read any of his. He to Phil, though, which is a pro, it's problematic. Oh, man. I'll quiz him on that if he comes on the show. Michael M said the Islanders rank third in our division by Jay Fresh. Yes. So that no is what I prepared originally. No, be. Way. no way. No way. <laughs> no way. Jay Fresh, whatever, whoever you are, whatever you are, you're a loser too. Stop. He's the analytics guy. He does all Stop. the analytics stuff. Stop. You know what? You know what he doesn't count in his analytics? Skating ability. Says, you, 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 come on. What? Why? Please. Why would you have me do this? The 102 man. points. He I predicts the, the Islanders, right? He says, uh, while I do not personally think this is what the standings will look like, then why the fuck did you put it out there next year? I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, your predictions would also be massively wrong. Yeah, okay, Jay Fresh. Um, and in 2022-23, the best prediction, fan slash model slash betting odds, was off by 9.3 standings points per team. God damn, these fucking statistics. Hold on, hold on. Trump. He's got Tampa Bay at 93 points. This guy's a clown. He's this guy's a, a clown. He has Detroit finishing above Tampa. He has Detroit making the playoffs. So, yeah. So he, has Buff, he has Buffalo going backwards from 92 points to 84. Stop. Hard stop. Fuck. Stop. Buffalo is another team the others can't beat. Fuck. Just stop. Are you kidding me? Are no. you kidding me? Holy shit. <laughs> Tampa Bay won't make the playoffs. Okay. Tampa Bay will be seven points less than the Islanders. What what percentage of that happened? All right, take it off. It's just so stupid. I can't even look at it anymore. Hey, Islanders are going to finish above the Rangers. They're making they're finishing third in the division. Hey, they're, only point, point. they're only be one point behind the hurricanes, Grumpy, don't you know? It just makes me even, even firmer in my resolve that the Islanders are not making the playoffs because as an analytics geek, right? They're always wrong. Oh this guy's God. probably never even seen a hockey game. Oh, man. Um, 
What is definite peanut butter selection? Creamy or crunchy? Creamy. I like both. There's a shock. Both are good. I do like creamy, though. Creamy's good. Chunky's good. Any type of peanut butter is good to me. It's all good. Uh, John A. said he also had the Kings with 86 points. The Jets, the Jets with 107. Tampa with 93. Detroit with 96. Definitely questionable predictions. He's just yes. wrong. He's wrong. Um, defensive back Cooper. I love it when TJ makes up names. God, it's great. He it's when he tries to when he tries to smart outsmart himself. That's the oh. problem. Oh, stop here, Goon Goon Grumpy, Bellows or Hosang? I take Hosang. Me too. Absolutely, Michael M. Grumpy. It's because teams aren't fully set yet, but that's probably not far from where they finish. Really, I guarantee you that's not the order of any division. And he had up there, I guarantee you, not one of them is right. It's Williams. Nelson plays for the Colts. Get a clue, TJ. That's right. I remember Quentin Nelson now plays. He's a guard for the Colts. Okay, okay. It's easier said than done, huh? Uh, the Islanders 91 says Hosang was better than Bellows. Bellows was soft and didn't help Barzal. Barzal helped him. I never thought Bellows was soft. I just don't think he got a legitimate shot. That's all. Um, Tony Cheese, grumpy. Drew, don't you think the joke is going to fly? Work on your shit, bro. You're a disgrace to our fake beef. Oh, man. It was Quentin Williams, though. Oh, yeah. There it is. Quentin Williams. Uh, see how much of those now. Uh, just to comment on Bellows' drug test, he failed an anabolic drug test. Uh, it's not like he was snorting crank on naked strippers' breasts or something. It's funny how some folks are selective about these things. Yeah, I was about to say, he just failed. He, he was performance-enhancing drugs. That's it. Yeah, who cares? I could care. I've I've known many of players who have used those. I've known many of players who have done that before when they played. After they played, some have gotten caught. Some haven't. Happens. A lot more people utilize those type of things. Than you have any idea. Exactly. A lot more. Hunter fashion, grumpy. That's right, Michael M. Hunter fashion. There it is. I corrected myself before I said the full name. Goon goon, grumpy. If the Islanders are sniffing the seat in the standings by the trade deadline, will Lou do some wheeling and dealing? Or will he simply sit on his thumb and spin on a swivel chair? He'll make a deal. And that'll be the end of Wallstrom and next year's first-round draft pick for some other ham and egg or hack who won't cut it. That's, that's what will happen. JP Grumpy. A lot of this nonsense comes down to poor player development. Hosang, Bo, Bellows, Wild, Wallstrom, et cetera, et cetera. They just, if they get a hair across their ass, if somebody doesn't tow the company line, they just say, screw it. Yep. It's so obvious. Doesn't matter how good they're they not are. willing to work with somebody or to help the value or help help develop somebody. We're not willing to fucking deal with that shit. JP says, I'm staying away from loose thumbs after Goon's comment. Good one. God, there it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ross is making 1.1 million. Yep. Think about that. Ross Johnson's making more than Oliver Wallstrom. My God. He's a veteran. They make a lot more money. Um, here you go. And Goon Goon Grumpy. I love Wallstrom as much as the next schmuck, but he's never going to be able to play an entire season without either an injury or a drop-off in goal scoring. Uh, why would Lazy Lou give him a big, juicy contract? $1.1 million is not a lazy contract. Yeah, I, here's the thing. Like, as I'm more like talking about as a player and for like his agent, right? Because the agent wants the kid to get paid because he gets paid a percentage of that. Kid wants to get paid because it's money in his pocket. I'm just shocked that Ross Johnson's making more money than him, and he consistently sits on the bench. Right? Yep. 
Um, Islanders 91, Grumpy. The excuses for Bellows are funny, acting like he was Bonds before the steroids. Haha. <laughs> Nobody said that. All we said was he was never getting giving a legit shot to make the team and be a, uh, a competitor. They never did. When he played with uh, Barzell for four games, he had three goals. That's all I know. He drove the net. He worked hard. He put the puck in the net. When we were, and what did they do? Nope, you're not going to play. We're going to put Leo Komarov on that first line. How'd that work out for you? Not good. The guys who can score, that's something he was able to do. They never gave him a shot. Never gave him a shot. How many games did he play for the Islanders? 50 in his whole career, maybe 50? I mean, come on. Stop. Tony Chi says, everybody go check out Drew's channel and watch his first ever Japanese music review. Okay, I didn't know he had that out. Grumpy, you're going to listen to Jasmine. Forget this podcast. We all need to go check it out right now, says Tony Cheese. Oh, no. Ross beat up Barry in the back of the Coliseum. That's why he's got that contract. Oh, God. JP says, it's not uh, It's not uh, just li- just about Bellows. Um, it's part of much larger picture concerning with player development. Absolutely. Um, he's just one of the examples. That's all. Frank here, Grumpy. Another reason Lou should be fired. The organization pays these young guys, and Lou purposely doesn't allow them to grow. So why pay him? Fire Lou. Good. Got another comment here. Development has been a problem. Crappy and wait and Barry, and even now, they're always overplaying the vets. It is annoying. They never give them a shot. They don't develop in the minors. you got the wrong guy set up. They're more interested playing guys in their mid-30s on the uh, as opposed to the AHL's developmental league. Yes. And they treat it like they – and here's the thing. They don't make the playoffs either. What the hell's the difference? Right. JG Crump, says here. Crump, I wanted to remind you. Farley's an effing backup. 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 A backup. Talk, talk about stealing money for the next four years. That's all he's doing. If the Bruins lose Bergeron and Krejci, uh, it makes sense. Hmm. They're not going to be anywhere near as good as they were last year. No. No, they won't. They'll still make the playoffs, though. That may be the longest bathroom break ever, TJ. Did you get too much raisin bran? I I talked to the lovely Paige. She needed to ask me for something, so I had to tend to that as well. Um, Nick D says here, rumors of the Leafs are offering Austin Matthews $13. Not sure how. $13 million. $13 million. I'm sorry. $13, Grumpy. $13 million. A little different. Um, Not sure how or how how long. It'll be eight years. They'll give him that for eight. Um, fucking Lou, um, be beating that hockey trades drum well into the afterlife. Never makes a hockey trade ever. Not no off season. Ever. John A says Brock's contract is valuable. He's succeeded. Absolutely. He has. He definitely has. Um, and, uh, Ross hasn't won a fight since the Obama administration. They don't want him fighting. You're quitting podcasting for good. Right, TJ? Oh, fuck. Like Quentin, <laughs> Nelson, Quentin Wilson. Um, um, success isn't black and white, says Michael M. That's correct. But when your team's expectation was upper boss. Grumpy, I know X is calling you right now. X should know that we've got a podcast. He just got done calling me. But like a true professional, Grumpy, I had my phone on buzz. You have your phone on a ring. Typical grumpy. Um, the core of Santa Claus. Um, what's the difference? That's true. Uh, this franchise reverting back to the past. Old guys and guys at the end of the career. Reminds me of uh, Euler, Schmelinski, Wendell, Clark, Islander teams. Oof, gotcha. 
I could see Ishikov, Ishikov coming up to play on the fourth line and then demanding a trade, and we'll trade him for uh, Cal Cloudberg 2.0, just like we did with Nino Niederreiter. Yeah, Jesus, almost forgot about Nino. Yep, I tell you. Oh, the Jets just traded Denzel Mims to the Detroit, and on point says Bo Horvat did a very interesting radio interview in Canada on Monday. He said in uh, so many words, he didn't want to leave Vancouver, but Lou offered him that contract, and he was happy to sign it. You've muted, Grump. Because he overpaid him for ridiculous term and ridiculous money. Yep. Tony Chi says, TJ is a straight edge man. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, look, Grumpy. Lou Lamarillo, Beaky the Buzzard is coming. All my Beaky Buzzard bootlickers out there who believe I will be making a, a trade, I have to say this. Uh, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Good gracious. Beaky the Buzzard. Oh, Beaky the fucking Buzzard, Grumpy. Uh, man, Grumpy. We're here at the end of the show today. Um, TJ eats corn cob the wrong way. I'm not the even long sure. way. The long way. The long way. Like that? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, just look up Puckadoo and you'll see it. Uh, they have the same for uh, the, the Immaculate Grid. I'll look at that here. The Islanders and the Hulksters are on a parallel nose dive. Sad to watch for me, as I'm a huge fan of both. What's wrong with the Hulkster? I don't, I don't know. Our roster can do karaoke at Hogan's bars after the game. <laughs> Maybe they can all sing better than they play hockey. Huh? Yeah, he does. I, that's right. He does have a karaoke bar, and I think he sings with people who come in. Good for him. I like the Hulkster. Huge Dude. Hulk Hogan fan. Freedom Fun Adventure, Grumpy. I went an entire week without making fun of TJ. It was tough. Grumpy, it is wonderful to see you sitting comfortably. Did son, the good Sun X have your fridge stocked when you returned? He absolutely did not. But, yes, I was uh, having to sit in crazy situation last week uh, when we did the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show because, you know. Grumpy, TJ's, certain seats didn't Wouldn't even work. give me a chair. Couldn't certain even get a chair. Work for the precious Grumpy. <clears throat> he cuts this here. Brock Nelson will lead our team in points again. Um, third straight season, the ballerina and the doormat will kiss the ring. Just to let you know, he was tied for scoring with with Matt Barzell two years ago. So he did, you know. If you, I mean, you kind of splitting hairs there. Last year, if Barzell was healthy, he would have led the team in scoring. Barzell will lead the team in scoring. Croc, not so much. Uh, pick on Canadians, hey, fuck you, hoses, laughing my ass off. Oh man, grumpy. We didn't pick uh, on Canadians today. <laughs> we messed around with a little bit here. Freedom Front Adventure, grumpy. Grumpy. Do not say that about Phil being on. Don't say that about Phil being on the show. You would lose your audience. Even you said it's not good entertainment. It's not. It's not. But we like. We do like Phil. I never thought I. I would be uh, this. I. I would type this. But great point by TJ on analytics. Jerks. People just uh, actually have an eye for the game. Uh, people actually have an eye for the game. Well, I appreciate it. But grumpy man. We are here at the end of the show today. What do you want to say before we wrap? I up? want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the grumpy old man. And hey, have a great have a great day. Please listen to the TJ and the grumpy old man show tomorrow. We will be on Saturday night with more exciting Islanders comments and new. Well, probably no news, but, uh, you know, hey, we're going to talk Islanders because we love the Islanders regardless. Mm -hmm. We hate, we hate the we hate the general manager, hate the direction of the team, but we love the organization. Amen. 
Thank you so much here for tuning in watching the show here today. We'll be with you guys, just as Grumpy mentioned, tomorrow on TJ and the Grumpy Man and on Saturday at um, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Talking Islanders. So if you're new to the channel, uh, make sure to do a few things. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and follow on Twitter. If you've enjoyed the show, hit the thumbs up. Apparently, it helps the algorithm. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in, and thank you, Grumpy Old Man. My pleasure.